The good side of town. The good side of town? Yeah. Is that, is look that around, dude. Look I, around. I feel look like around. Johnny Gargano, you're definitely Candice LeRae. <laughs> I... From the good side of town. That's what we're calling this yes. place. Okay, live from the good side of town. It's the 367th edition of Houston Wrestling Radio. This is Abel. This is Hector. This is Chris. And thank you so much for tuning in today, guys. Yes, we are live again. Do we have anybody in the live chat? We got two. So maybe... It's Already? Dang! It's, it's probably have... me and Hector. Okay. Right. That yeah, sounds so that's right. probably the two. But if you are joining us live, it's not you. Somebody else is in here today. Somebody else is in there. If you're joining us live, thank you so much. Log into your YouTube account. That way you can chat along with us so you can... Uh, Talk shit, fact check us, just say hi, ask us questions, whatever. I'll see it here in the live chat and I'll try to involve you as best as I can in the show. If you're not watching us live, that's okay. You can still, you know, drop a comment down below or interact with us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Houston Wrestling Radio. And uh, we Twitter, Twitter at H Wrestling Radio. Yeah, we kind of use it sometimes, not really. And <laughs> I think there's an Instagram somewhere. And a U porn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. well, you use that. Yeah. <laughs> but you upload tomorrow. To- yes. <laughs> <laughs> that well, tax forgiveness. What is, it? is that what it was? Tax forgiveness? Yeah. Yeah, ta- forget the stimulus. Give you some stimulus. <laughs> oh, we're starting off that tonight. All right. Good. All right. Where are we going today, We've Chris? We've got a lot of news to cover. Okay. A whole lot of shit went down. So I'm going to spin the wheel, make a deal. The first thought that went into your head. Watching Rich Holland's injury on NXT television. Ooh. I was, well, it was. I I was hope I was trying to figure out how they're gonna handle that. Just seeing it there is like, Ey. but um, they basically gave him kind of like the, you you know, get well kind of thing. Yeah. And that was it mostly, but <laughs> injury, injury. Yeah. We seen that. Did you happen to catch it? In the moment? Or did you watch it? Do you know what I'm talking about? That's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. no. <laughs> what you, yeah, he I mean, no. I mean, damn, you know. Like, it's an injury. What, what do you want me to say? <laughs> it was gross, dude. Yeah. Because he, he already has a unique voice. So hearing him yell in pain, mm. oh, man, it was unsettling. Yeah. I don't know why I started with this so, topic after we so, just ate. I know, right? <laughs> Which was an impeccable dinner, by the way, sir. Yeah. Yes. Chef um, Hector. Chef Hector. Yes. I'll yes, be chef. buying your canned food eventually. <laughs> no, um, it would become too racial. My picture cannot have. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If you really want to dive deep into this, I, I, I'll, I'll say this. I wasn't really sure if he was actually really injured. I know that might sound a little insensitive of me, but like when when I saw it happen, when he caught um, Oni, mm-hmm. um, I thought it was his right leg that he hurt, but then later when they came back from off of the replay and they showed the live feed, he was holding his left leg, mm-hmm. and I was like, uh, that's not the one that fucked up. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, it, there was some... The slow motion will show you that left one, like the ankle okay. buckle. Yeah. Ugly. Okay. I, I don't know. I wasn't convinced. But I mean, if it's real, it's real. But it's one of those where, like, it's not like Sid, where he like. That's the first person I thought of. Yeah. Because it just. Oh god. Now I mean, it does suck to it. uh, (laughs) Hey Porsche, Porsche just said hi, jerks. Uh, (laughs) Welcome to the live chat. Um, It does suck that it kind of fucked up that 
budding storyline with him and, uh, you know, Undisputed Era and Adam Cole and all that. It was going to be kind of interesting, I would think. But uh, I don't know. It's a shame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How about Mustafa Ali? He's the leader of Retribution. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Why? I think it's a, a good move. I think it's a good fit if you don't look at the rest of the story. If you just put down on paper, hey, this is a stable for this anarchist group, you know, and you have these mystery folks who we know who they are, and they're being led by Mustafa Ali. I was like, I think that works. I think they could do something with it. It'll be very interesting to see Mustafa Ali in a serious heel heel role because they tried so hard pushing in the, the uber babyface thing, trying to garner a lot of sympathy that it was good. It was well done. I believed him when he said it, but I don't think WWE believed him when he said it. Um, and the promo that he did was great. And, and I, it's funny, I just used this phrase because this was the phrase I had after the promo on Raw, the backstage promo. I said, wow. That was an amazing promo. I wish I believed what he said. And so you're talking about last Monday's promo. Yeah, yeah this past Monday. Yeah. The one where, where the rest he of them were standing yeah. behind. That, yeah, he admits. And the reason why I say that I don't believe it is because they just lost like two weeks in a row. The storyline was this one thing where it was like these guys that just wanted to get revenge. and But now they actually have contracts and they're going to play by the rules to get their And they revenge. got drafted. They got drafted. <laughs> and Stephanie looks over her shoulder to make sure she don't get gangbanged before she announces Retribution's pick. They have interest music and they have graphics that look kind of rip off of NWO. And it's now just the five of them and all the other little putties are just putties. So it's like, man, all this shit together, not good. But much like the New Day, the shit with the New Day was terrible when it first started, right? Mm-hmm. There are all of these preacher kids, they're going to come out and, you know, whatever. And it was, it was just wrong. WWE's idea of what they were going to do and how they were going to do it was terrible. So then when, when the actual New Day, the so started doing their own thing, there was an interim period in between where it's like, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Creative doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. They're doing their own thing. They're kind of self-booking, and it's just not working. But eventually, once they got through that transitional period of forget all this bullshit, Look now at let's now. do it. Yeah, do it yeah. this way. It was perfect. Yeah. So I kind of am hopeful for the future that they're going to get through all the bullshit. <laughs> and retribution is retribution. They're this group, and they're kind of badass. You know, yeah. guys, what do y'all think? It was thumbs up for me, but then it became. Thumbs down when he admitted the whole hacker stuff. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because that one is still still had somewhat of a mystery, but then I, it kind of did a big turn off of okay we were, yeah we kind of all figured out that there was it was gonna be him, mm-hmm. but it kind of lost the steam, and they just they built it up so much that it lost steam and then it just became a throwaway. But like, oh, yeah, by the way, I was that guy behind the computer, you know. But uh, when it comes to the, 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 the building up of it, of the team, WWE, yeah, the, the, the authority basically is putting up to shit. Yeah. But do you really think they're going to last long to do the New Day stuff? I don't know. I don't know. 
I mean, I hope that they do. I mean, because, I mean, fucking Brennan, right? Like, I'm going to always want him to be successful. But that's my own bias. I hope that they allow them to just kind of recreate it in their own image and let them do something that, that works, right? Do I have confidence that they are? No. That's why I said what I said after the promo. God damn, that's a great promo. I just wish I believed it. I don't believe it. But that that says less about retribution and says more about WWE and their booking, you know? I think out of all the group members that I've seen, the only one the only two people that are actually protecting themselves is Mia Yim and Dio. Mm-hmm. Because they still have they have their retribution account yeah. on social media. Yeah. And then they have their original account. Right. And everybody else is like was it uh Slapjack or what's that? Yeah, that's that's Thorn, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So with that, <laughs> oh, thank you, Portia. Yeah, Mercedes Martinez disappeared. Mm-hmm. She, she's not even part of the group anymore. But we'll see how much that lasts. <laughs> Which it was also funny when Mia Yim disappeared because it's like, oh, we're all in the ring, we're all badasses. Here comes the hurt business. Well, I can't play with the boys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, well, shit. They don't have a girl. Yeah, oh, okay. they don't have a girl. Damn it. <laughs> Good luck, guys. And then that's why Titus tried to join because Titus has really big titties. <laughs> um, Chris, the, what say you? The whole collective of retribution on Raw goes with a thumbs down. Number mm-hmm. one, they shouldn't have lost again to her I agree. business. I agree. What the fuck is Bray Wyatt doing now with them against them? Right. Yeah. Um, the third thing is. They kind of opened the floodgates a little bit, and then they shut the levee before you can actually do anything with the promo with Mustafa. Yeah. Rather than be the fan that bitches that they did something with the hacker and then they completely just dropped it, I can appreciate them offering that little nugget to tie that loose end. Mm. That's just one loose end. There's four people behind you. That should have been the promo where they all unmasked themselves. Where Dio, um, where Dio Madden says, I'm the guy that stood up for Jerry Lawler when no one else did, and not one phone call, not one hospital visit, not one thank you, not even a return to the desk. Shane Thorne, I was one of the best tag teams in the world, and I come into WWE, and within six months, you break us up, and my partner's gone? No. Dijakovic. Dude, I came in with Keith Lee. We rec shop and evolve. We rec shop around the world. He promised me that we were going to be here together. And the first chance he got, he left and left me behind to wallow in NXT when I should have been just as good as he, just in the same spot that he was. Yeah. You know? Mia Yim. These all deserve dings. <laughs> Mia Yim. I tried to do my way and it didn't work. So I tried doing Shayna Baszler's way and I'm being booed in a Shayna Baszler match when she's the heel. Like, I can't even do. I can't even please the audience that I'm in front of, no matter what I do, and I'm still and I'm still floundering in NXT. You know, even with Mercedes, the same thing with with her career being such a in the Bay Young Classic twice. Yet they don't give her the time of day until they dress her up like fucking like a female Sub Zero on NXT. True. You know, there's so much they could have done, <laughs> unmasked all of them, and then like that's retribution. That's why they're pissed. You can even. Yeah. The difference between a heel and a face is how you perceive him. Everything that Paul Heyman does, he believes that he's right. 
He believes he's the face. Mm-hmm. With the, all the stories that you told, even with Mustafa being screwed out of the title of uh, Elimination Chamber, the fucking Kofi Kingston movement should have been Mustafa's movement. You put that on tape with everybody else unmasking and retribution, you could literally have a tweener or a face team out of that. Because mm-hmm. remember, her business were assholes. They were beating up people in catering. They were beating, yeah, they yeah. beat up Titus O'Neil. They're but still sudden, assholes. And, and they're still assholes, but you, the lesser of two evils right now is... BLM, so we're booing fucking retribution. It just you had a you had the opportunity right there for all the crap you've done, dressing these guys up like the Predator and Jason and fucking Shiva and and, and the fucking storyline <laughs> and lack thereof and, and like forty five different putties. Like like you had that was the best opportunity to you could have had your bully ray moment in that promo that yeah. Mustafa cut. Yeah. And it wasn't even a tenth of what of what it could have been. Like, you brought nothing to the table. Bully, Bully Ray, when he turned and became the leader of Aces and Eights, that one impact afterwards where yeah. the whole episode was in clips, Bully just describing every single part of the story to figure out how you got there so that when those two hours were up, you're like, I get it. Fucking Bully. I should have fucking seen it. You had that opportunity right there last Monday and you fucking shit the bed. So let me ask you something then. Because uh, you kind of mentioned in there about, um, you know, they're going up against Hurt Business, right? So you have Hurt Business, a heel faction. You have uh, Bray and Alexa. We guess they're heels. Crazy faction. Yeah. And then you have Retribution. <laughs> they're heels. Portia in the live chat says that she digs the heel versus heel stuff. What about you? Because this is something WWE almost never does. We almost never see heel versus heel stuff. Can you appreciate that for what it is? Or is that still a thumbs down? As far as the heel versus heel stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm kind of not seeing it that way. Okay, because they're presenting, um, they're presenting retribution as the heels. You know, even uh, with the uh, the reason that they're hating on hurt business, MVP recruited Shane Thorne and the other guy, Brendan Vick. They were supposed before hurt business even started. Wow. It was supposed to be those two. He dumped them. <laughs> So Shane, so there's a reason for Shane to be mad at the Hurt Business. Um, I forgot I, about that shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's but, so much that there's so many layers to it that they could have addressed, but they haven't done any of it. And if they don't do it, at some point, people aren't going to give a fuck like the hacker shit. But going to that, all the points that you made kind of put the story together overall. Okay, you said the unmasking. So bringing up Thorn, the first member. One, one, they kind of lead it up together with uh, Ali doing the breakup with uh, um, Cedric, how he was with that mm-hmm. small group with uh, him and Ricochet. You have Ali having a cause. You have uh, Thorne um, beefing basically with the Hurt Business over the split. Think about it later on. Mia Yim would theoretically take off her mask whenever she faces Shayna Baszler because that's her retribution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have uh, Dio... Deal, I'm kind of hoping they end up doing it with Brock. <laughs> because, again, yeah. story yeah, Brock wise, put him out. Brock put him out. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and he's got help. He's got strength in numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then who else? Um, you got Kovic, Kovic, Kovic and Lee. Kovic and Lee. Yeah, unmasking and taking that, Lee. That God would be damn. the theoretical matches when they unmask each other. Like, this is why I'm doing this. Yeah, yeah, and then get actual so, retribution. Ah, with that being said, yeah. that means fucking WWE is actually doing a long-term story. Yeah. 
Oh, I mean, well, hopefully they stick with it and yeah. they don't get cold feet and rewrite fucking Raw two hours before they go on air. Is you Mustafa know? Ali revealing himself as a hacker enough of a morsel to get you going to the next chapter of the storyline? For me, yes. Because um, I, I'm glad, like you said, they tied up a loose end. I'm glad they tied up that loose end, but it also kind of shows... I, I kind Okay, this is a part that I did believe when Mustafa was, was doing his promo. I believed that... In his own character, hey, I tried to do it this way with the hacker stuff, and you know what? Didn't and it didn't really work. But now I took it a step further. He's he's devolving, you know, so to speak. So it's like I can't do it with the hacker stuff, but you know what? I recruited these guys, and now that I have these guys, they're my backup. And you know, I, I buy it. I buy that part of it. What I don't buy is them going forward and that they'll actually be booked well. <laughs> Ember Moon's back in NXT. What yeah. do you think? Cool. Um, I I get it that some people may want to think that that's a oh, oh it's called down you know back down to to NXT and yeah I kind of understand because that's kind of what happened with Tyler Breeze kind of what happened with Tyson Kidd uh, but Cesaro kind of made the most of it when he went down and then went back up so I don't know with Ember it was like. Do I really want to see her on Raw? Do I want to see her on SmackDown? Uh, maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't really give a fuck. Like, I, it's Ember, and I'm going to be happy for her either way. So, yeah, her back in NXT? Sure. I like it. It's, uh... Right now, her character, judging by from last, last night's uh, episode, mm-hmm. her match, she played it as, I was there. Now I'm here to teach you what you need to know. To go up there. Mm. And because during the match, you could hear him telling the girl, come on, uh, uh, kind of like rookie. Come on, rookie. Let me show you how you work. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. they caught it. I was like, oh, snap. I was yeah. like, that's a good story to build on. Mm-hmm. And if they caught that shit, they caught that shit on purpose. Yeah. yeah. That's something that I've been noticing the since. The red light's always on. Yes. The red that's light's always reason. on, but I think they're really using that. This is something WWE's done well in this COVID era where they understand that there's not the roar of the crowd. So somebody said, oh, shit, we could do further storyline telling by pointing the microphones into the ring and let them say lines while they're in a match. Oh, yeah. You know, which is almost exactly all the storytelling that happened with Roman versus Jay yeah, at, yeah. at the pay-per-view. Like, all that shit, sh- sh- uh, shit talking. Uh, one know? step further also happened last night. The live Thatch's Thatch can training. <laughs> oh, another, yeah. That was another was example of, of using the audience, using the what's audible in the ring rather than relying on the crowd noise because he yeah. didn't need a mic for that. Mm. He's He's... He's got not to go on a tangent. He's got this old school Jake Roberts kind of vibe with me, where he doesn't like if you, he's not trying to yell to make his point across. He's yeah. talking in his normal speak, and you're shutting the fuck up to listen to what he has to say because yeah. he, you're gonna miss something. It's important. a it's a split between Jake Roberts and he's rehashing the old gimmick from um, Gulak from yeah. Back okay. of Evolve. Okay, yeah. Yeah. catch point. Not, yeah, catch point. Yeah. 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 You had to say his name, Jake Roberts. <laughs> Did you see what I sent you about Bret Hart? What he said I, about I, Jake Roberts? I didn't read it, but I know he. he there's some tweef going on. I, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Back to the question. There's back. some tweet. Oh, wait. You just okay, want to blow past the tweet? <laughs> oh, it's Brett Hartzell. So yeah. I, it's Jake Roberts. So you. Yeah. yeah. So what the fuck? This okay. Is so Jake Roberts said that Brett Hart and Shawn Michaels never drew. So then Brett was like, uh, I wrestled in front of 100,000 people in India in 1994 in WWE. I had the championship. You didn't. Uh, <laughs> you were a good promo. You weren't a real athlete. Yeah, you may have went to the gym, but you would take a smoke break after one set. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. Mm. <laughs> like, There's a reason why you never had the belt and I did. <laughs> I was Ooh. like, oh. Shit. <laughs> Dark Side Season 3. Yeah. Oh, man. I know. I know. It was so good. To answer the question at hand, it did not come across as a demotion at all the way it was being built. When they had this whole former NXT guy returning to reclaim the belt that was theirs, I'm like, nah, fucking Bo Dallas. Like, I'm going, I'm going through it. It can't be Pac. It can't be Sami Zayn because yeah. he, he's not right now. He's doing his own shit. But it wouldn't surprise me if WWE has him, has him horn on two different shows because that's what they do. So I'm thinking, could it be Joe? He's been off a of commentary, but that dude in the promos is thin as fuck. So I'm thinking, who could it be? So when it turned up to be Ember, I was like, that's how you make a return. Like yeah. I'm instantly invested in whatever Ember Moon is doing. How do you feel about the return on top of the return on that? Because like great segue, I was about to about to mention that next. Okay, Tony like, time. She Ember kind of stole Tony Storm's thunder, pun intended. Um, <laughs> like, and I I thought it was a little disjointed because it's like, oh, there's Tony Storm on the you know on the big screen. Oh my God, she's coming back, and then vroom vroom vroom. Oh, here comes a motorcycle. Oh God, it's gonna be her, and she gets out, and it's like, wait a second. Tony looks different. <laughs> like, uh, no, that ain't Tony. Like, I, I don't for know. Whatever, weird. You know what? For whatever reason, I wasn't too... I didn't lose my shit over Tony because I've been watching UK. You know, she's been doing good in UK. Yeah. Um, she didn't really make... I don't pick my word, choose my words wisely. She didn't make enough of an impact in NXT... That the time she was there for me to care that he, that she's back, mm-hmm. she's done uh, more in NXT okay. UK. Shade, you know. Right. But other than the worlds collide with uh, with uh, with her and fucking uh, Rhea Ripley, she Tony Storm. I don't associate Tony Storm with NXT enough for me to care about her coming back. I associate her with UK. So if she's representing that brand. Cool. If she's showing up. Cool. I don't mind her there. Obviously, the the women's division in, in the in NXT US needed help. They need, it needed more. So with having Ember and Tony there, okay, you're 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 good to go. So the fact that they showed up at the same time, fuck it, give me all of it. Right. it one didn't okay. take away from the other for me. As long as I, far as my hell, AEW did it the same when the introduction of Brody Lee and Matt Hardy at one night. Yeah. Oh yeah, seemed to work. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. So <laughs> hey, okay, well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was stepping on her toes, but you know. You brought it up earlier on the draft, so we'll mention it now. You had been worried for quite some time about how WWE would ever handle a separation of the New Day. Mm-hmm. How pleased are you the way they settled it on the draft? Mwah! Chef's kiss. This is exactly if you had to separate the new day, which I, I don't know the reason why they decided to do it now. But if you were going to do it, flashback, I called it like yeah. six months ago. Yes. Yeah. If you're going to do it, this is the way to do it. 
They're still friends. Hell, they're still the new day. They're spreading the seed on yeah, T shows. Yeah, I like it. But yeah, they're they're split up. This gives Biggie a chance for a singles run, and then you got Kofi and uh and Xavier holding it down with the with the tag belts over on Raw and cool. Split them up eventually. Like right now, they're both all, all three of them are still the new day. They still have matching fucking gear, yeah. right? But we'll maybe, see tomorrow. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Maybe next week, you know, one woman instead of wearing per- pink and blue, one woman's wearing purple and blue, and then the you know, next thing you know, they start diverging a little bit. They're still cool. They're still homies. They don't hate each other, but they're they're not. They ain't together no more, and that's fine because that's what happens in real life. Real people, real friends. That happens. People drift away sometimes. You know, the chef's kiss for me was actually seeing Biggie on the screen cheering oh, on in the tag match. Yeah. You know, um, I would have been, I would have been about as worried as you were mm-hmm. had we still been in like 2006, 2007, oh, where there was an actual well. brand split, where mm-hmm. there was actual Raw only and SmackDown only pay per views. Yeah, where the draft was taken seriously and they only got back together four times a year. They're gonna hang out backstage every month. You know, they're still like they did. They made the promo that they're spreading it on both brands. You know, I I pretty much believe it. That's the way I wanted it to be. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think they they did it masterfully. Yeah. To be honest, how wait, are you? Wait. Seeing the midnight, the was it the midnight hour? The yeah. move between Biggie yeah. and Xavier. <clears throat> Finally, Xavier comes back, but sucks that he has to come to basically do a farewell. Yeah. For the, the new day as a trio, but just seeing that move one more time is like. Alright, I'm good. Yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm good with this. Dude, I what Big E was like, you didn't well no when Xavier's like, you didn't say his name. You didn't say his name. <laughs> say his name. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that took that got that me was, a little bit. That was in the fuels. Yeah, that, that was got in me the a little fuels. bit. Yeah. Um we have somebody I think that's new in the live chats. Uh Kevin. Hello, Kevin. What's up, man? Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for uh for chiming in. Uh he said hi. <laughs> um Yeah, man, I I'm I'm really excited for what New days are ahead for the new day. Yeah, that was bad joke. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, like I, I love, 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 love it. I love seeing the emotion between all of them splitting up, so it doesn't make it like trivial. You know, uh, I, I love seeing that. You know what? They're still gonna be who they are. We don't have to turn on anybody and pick sides. We could still buy the merch for all of them, all the same, and we could cheer for them. Twice as much. Cheer for them on Mondays. Cheer for them on Fridays. You know? So I'm, I'm totally happy with all this. Twitch better have my money. <laughs> what the fuck is Vince McMahon thinking? You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. You got that gas? You got that gas? Yeah. What the fuck, man? <sighs> he doesn't have the, the people's money, so he's trying to take their entertainment money. Yeah, I guess so. That's what it is. So, I mean, other than just like straight out greed, do you, do you really think there's anything else behind that? Like not allowing wrestlers to have their own Twitch channels? Like, like, do you think maybe there's something coming down the pipeline that WWE is going to do something similar? Like, and they, they wanted it to be their own? Or, or is it just like straight up greed? No, no, you can't make money outside of, of us. It sounds like greed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because... Um, it has to be when you start when it starts affecting your, their downside guarantees. So for anybody that doesn't know that, downside guarantee means no matter how many whether you work two hundred fifty nights or you work fifty nights, I'm gonna guarantee to pay you at least, for example, a hundred thousand a year. Okay. Whether you work f- whatever number of shows. 
So basically now, if Vince McMahon sees that you make 50 grand a year on your Twitch revenue through ads and sales and stuff like that, we're going to add that as part of what you've earned. So out of that 100,000, half of that is what you yourself have earned on your own through Twitch and the other half is what I'm going to pay you. So I don't got to pay you that much. Yep. Basically, mm. even though they were still doing profits in the last quarter, they did profits before they did profits when they didn't have to release wrestlers at WrestleMania uh, uh, conference hall quarter, you know, and they, the machine's still moving. They're still making money, yet they still want to try to find a way to get more money from everyone up from another revenue so they didn't have to come out of their own till, yeah. you know. Yeah. So on its surface, it sounds like greed. Okay. Because also the same thing, there's no Saudi money coming in this year. Nope, they can't travel. So, what? I don't know what Porsche is talking about here, but she says Soraya uh, trying that union. Yeah, there's talks what? about unions because the whole thing when it all yeah, came up, unions. Yeah, yeah. When oh, it all came again. up, it was about the. It was introduced as Vince McMahon owning their personal name, also, mm. and they're like, "Yeah, no." That's when you started seeing like Paige change her name to her real name, mm. and. Um, Paige and her were talking about, okay, we're learning a lot more about Wrestlers Union kind of thing. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, how can you take our profit if we're independent contractors? Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. nothing independent about a WWE contract. Yep. Yeah. Might as well just make them. But then that becomes a situation where... <laughs> healthcare. You know, yeah, healthcare. You know, paternity and, and, leave, maternity leave, you know. And that's such a, a, a fucking tricky subject. And you see that going on in California right now with AB5. So I, I'm getting all political Explain here. Explain AB5 for people so, that don't know. AB5 is uh, uh, something that passed in California, a, a new law that says basically there's no such thing as independent contractors anymore. Everybody has to be an employee. So you get minimum wage, you get all your health benefits, you get all this and that and here and there, which sounds great. This but. sounds like it has great uh, uh, intentions. Everybody should have health care. Got it. How do we do that? Through their jobs. Uh, okay. Everybody needs to be employed. Whoa, hold on. You can't be an independent contractor. So in the case of WWE and wrestlers, I think WWE has kind of abused the independent contractor uh, labeling for quite some time now because all of their re- wrestlers have exclusive contracts. So that kind of takes away the independent part, right? That's very interesting that you mentioned that because number one, I had no idea what it was you just talked about until you told me. Number two... That's another wrinkle into why I don't think WWE is doing WrestleMania in L.A. Because if they're working yeah. in California, they have to be working as employees rather than as independent well, contractors. I, 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 that I might hurt. That might hurt. That you know what? We might not be able to perform in California well, if the, our if if our wrestlers can't be as independent contractors. All of it isn't completely finalized on november 3rd there's another uh, thing on the ballot called prop 22 and prop 22 is basically different um motherfucker uh, goes to california one week now he's like, i know right no th- here's why i know about this you didn't bring any weed with you though <laughs> here's why i know about this because um there's plenty of other companies that have proposed uh turning it over or coming up with some sort of compromise so that Companies like Uber, companies like Lyft, yeah. all their drivers don't all of a sudden overnight become employees. Yeah. And like, like I was saying, in the case of WWE, I think I think they should be considered employees. But in the case of like salon uh, um, or people that work in a salon, you know, hairstylists, 
No, you shouldn't be an employee like that with the way that model is. That whole industry will get fucked the right up. Same thing with rideshare. You know, rideshare dri- those prices are going to skyrocket. They're going to skyrocket, yeah. and now drivers don't have that that independence of oh, I'll drive whenever I want to turn on the Two app. Two hours a no. day. No, no, you have no. a fucking schedule. Well, who gets the who gets Friday night at the, when the bars let out? You yeah. know, like so who who gets that preferential treatment? Who who works that and who works? Tuesday at, at 11 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, so that's going to fuck up a lot of things. And that's kind of on the ballot on the third. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens, because if that is successful in California, that could go to other states. And if that goes to Connecticut, mm-hmm. then that really will affect WWE. And yeah. that, you know, that's why I kind of interrupted you there where you were talking about, oh, that's probably not why they don't want to perform in California. No, I think it affects where the business is owned and operated out of so if they're owned but and operated they could out of Stanford this, but then they could do the same thing they could do the same thing that, co- that other companies do to avoid uh, to avoid paying taxes um, say yeah. so if yeah. Coca-Cola can take the recipe from their vault of how to make the Coke and they move it to a, a place in Switzerland where they pay 1% tax yep. instead of 23% sales tax then they're no longer it's no, no longer American based so that doesn't matter that rule don't apply to them no more Exactly. So just people putting offshore bank accounts. Yep. Are, oh, you, I can hide my money here. Yep. Yeah. And it's just going to instigate more shenanigans. Yeah. So, yeah, Prop 22 is not good. <laughs> or no. Well, yes, Prop 22 is good. AB5 is not AB5, good. AB5, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so, I, sorry, I got really political Technical. nerdy there. Yeah, <laughs> we, got, we really yeah, got in there a little bit. He's yeah. proud. He's like, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can't vote on it because we're in Houston. So yeah, but maybe if anybody out there is listening in California, you, you know my opinion. Vote for me. Lay out for a second. All right, one word to summarize G One Climax Thirty. Hard oh yeah, hitting. Lay out. Hard hitting, and entertaining too. Story wise, there were so many things that caught my attention at the very end. Yes, I ha- I will admit it, Chris. You were right. I'm sorry. Could you speak it to my good ear? Yeah. I thought I heard you say I was right. <laughs> wow. The final he picked was Ibushi. I had oh. two options, but it was either Ibushi and Sonata or Ibushi and, um, and Naito. Yeah. yeah. And he got it right. And but was it worth it, though? It felt a little flat. It did. For a final? For me, it did. It felt a little flat. History-wise, for the whole tournament... Bushi made history because he's he's uh he goes on that list of winning it twice in a row. Yeah. Story uh history wise also, Naito holds the record now having the longest uh time in a G one, which is close to already like three hours. Ooh. All, all their matches like combined good, match combined time. Ma- combined match time is three hours. Ooh. But the stories that they weaved throughout the whole tournament were it's promising. Very entertaining. You have stuff that basically they laid the groundwork. Like for my fin- my final was evil versus uh, um, white, mm-hmm. and they intertwined that whole story perfectly of bullet club, uh, bullet club deception, mm. having evil versus Kenta, and Kenta's waiting for the oh, sign. He does it to fucking uh, to go. Dick, yeah. <laughs> Evil goes like that, turns around, does it to Dick Togo instead of Kento. So he's like, All right. yeah. So they that sprinkled the seeds there. Um, White getting beat by uh, Tokyo Pimp. Oh yeah, 
And uh, him saying, wait, we, I thought we were cool. Are you with evil? And I started putting the deception there. Mm. Um, Ibushi going back, uh, actually reclaiming his, uh, his losses from last year with the people of this yeah. year. Uh, Osprey turning his back on chaos, making his own faction. Um, I'm not sure that, that B, if the B Priestley part's going to work. Um, I'm curious with the great Ocon because he has a look. But B Priestley introduces the uh, stardom. Yeah. Because B Priestley took off that uh, that vacant title. Yeah. Now she's the t- she's the women's uh, champion over there in, in New Japan. Wait, and New she- Japan has a women's title? No, they bought stardom. No, New J- the, Oh, they Bushi Road. Bushi Road, the company yeah. that owns yeah. New Japan, also owns Stardom. Remember, oh. last um, uh, Wrestle Kingdom, the dark match was the first time that there was ever a women's match mm. in the Tokyo yeah, Dome yeah. during during Wrestle Kingdom. All right, so they're so, they're, so is it still separate? It's still separate, yeah. but they're, okay. they're, they're, they're that's working how they're merging it. Mm, yeah. They're they're kind of doing the little dance. Yeah. So yeah. Kinda, we'll slide yeah. them in for a second. Aye. We had the conversation during the Me Too movement, and I wasn't completely like all in on the Osprey hate. Yeah. Come to find out, there's a come to find out. out. Yeah, the truth came out. And Osprey wasn't in on it. Yeah, they used his name without him even knowing. Yeah, uh, to blackball the girl that was making the accusations. Mm-hmm. But since their name wasn't worthy enough on the title card, title card that night was Osprey. They were like, "Well, you don't take her out. Osprey's not showing up." And they're like, "Oh," without Osprey even knowing, he yeah. he got the whole uh, backlash of it. But he is reminding me of New Japan's version of Randy Orton now, mm-hmm. which I like. <laughs> I like that. Except he's not boring. Yes. Huh? <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure Abel will, will take our word for it because I think he did it once last year. Yeah. If there's one match from uh, the G1 Climax that deserves to be on our match of the year list, ooh. it's blank versus blank. I'll take your word for it on this one. Yeah. What is it? We are going to disagree. Ooh, jale, Honestly, I hope we agree on this one, but I think we are going to disagree. Mm-hmm. My match on the G1, and there's plenty to choose of. Naito versus Zack Zaber Jr. for me called my attention. The technical aspect that Naito had to go Defend it to them. Naito had to basically go into a new level of going into the technical aspect of Zach Jaber, uh, Saber's uh, um, kind of skill. Mm-hmm. And the way Saber kind of pointed out the arms, the legs, kind of took him to the ground. It's like, all right, I like it. It was entertaining and it was a lot of close calls. But that's one of many, I could say. You? <laughs> the first match that pops into my mind. Uh, we talked about this off the air. There, that, there are some matches that we, that we thought were on the top of the list. And um, the match that you mentioned wasn't on mine. Because four years of G1 for me, um, the standard's already been set pretty high. Mm-hmm. So there has to be something that I wasn't expecting. Or something that has my... That has previous engagement, previous investment for me to get hooked on. And that match had to have been, without a shadow of a doubt, Naito versus Sonata. Mm. Just as good wrestling-wise as all the other matches. But the thing that, just like the nuance of Naito learning Sabre shit, the nuance for me was Naito's respect 
for Sonata. Naito goes into every fucking match, takes his time with his shirt, takes his time mm-hmm. with his vest, takes his time with his pants. Nah, he was pretty quick to get naked. With Sonata, yeah. <laughs> Sonata, <laughs> Sonata turned around and he just ignored him. He let him do his thing however long it was going to take. And Naito, to his credit, wasn't going to do that shit to one of his own. He didn't spit in Sonata's face. He didn't slap Sonata disrespectfully like he does everybody else. When Naito does the little flip and does the pose, yeah. Sonata ran right in and went for a cover. Yep. Um, and was, Sonata returned it to him. And Sonata returned he did it to his him pose. Too. Yeah. Sonata returned it to him too. Um, Sonata winning was one a pick that I had, but not one I was confident on. And the part that had the that brought almost like to a feel trip level to me was the end. The lights because out. no, oh. because the last time Naito did this was met with this. So Sonata beats the the master. Student beats the master. And Sonata almost begrudgingly feels bad yeah. that he mm-hmm. beat this dude. Yeah, you know Sonata's got a pretty shit run in the last couple of G ones, but he always beats the champ. And this time it was his buddy. And he's re- he's like he's sad. He he wants that that affirmation that everything's all yeah. right. And I'm here worrying, thinking, "Fuck!" The last time this happened, something shady happened. But that and was that was Sonata that did it first. So yeah, Sana- uh, Naito was on the ground. Yeah. and Sonata so, kind of picks him up. So I'm expecting Naito to like Fuck trash you. it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or to actually be himself because yeah. he really wasn't himself with Sonata. He was being respectful because that's his own. You know, and he just lost one of his own. He didn't want to do anything to fuck it up again. Mm-hmm. So when I saw them actually have the mutual respect, oh, fuck. That was like the cherry on top to that whole story. Significance? Yeah. That yeah. win was the tiebreaker for Sonata to make it to the finals of the tournament. Sure, okay. he didn't win. You could look past all that. But there was significance in the fact that he beat Naito. Yeah. because So you add all that together... That's my pick that goes on this list. Trimming fat. Because we could add a dozen of these matches. Fucking Okada Osprey from that last night. Dude, oh, that last yeah. five minutes, that needed, there wasn't enough blue chew. I didn't need any of that. Dude, Tai Chi, tai chi and Suzuki. Tai Chi and Ibushi. <laughs> the, the, com- the commentators put over a legit Ken versus Ryu scenario yep. for me. There were 119 kicks thrown in that match. Goddamn. That was it. No slams, no turnbuckle shots, no punches, just, just straight kicks. up Sean Claude Van Damme special. To the point that after the match, you saw that, that Ibushi gave Tai Chi that respect. I was like, now I'm a fan of Tai Chi. That, that was all it took. That's why one of, one of my previous ones was Ibushi and uh, Suzuki. Because <laughs> Ibushi got to the, like, Suzuki would hit him and Ibushi would call his ass out. He would sit in the middle of the ring and just tell him, come on. And, and, and now that you mentioned that, again with the nuance, I noticed that Suzuki wasn't as arrogant with Ibushi. Every, every, other, like every other minute, he's like, hey, after he gets hit. Well, he took Ibushi seriously in that fucker. When he lost, he was on the floor just looking up and he just started laughing. Yeah. He's like, oh shit. When he, rolled, he tried to roll off, off the ring and walk, he was stumbling his yep. way all the way to the back. Yeah. I was like, all right. There's a lot of gems in this, in this yes. tournament. Of, in every G1 I mean, tournament. that's every year, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why you have to really get to like the, the top I of think, the cream of the crop. Uh, all right, you little schoolgirls. <laughs> <laughs> Answer the question. Should 
any of the G1 matches be put on our match of the year list? There should definitely be one. At least one. At least one. All right, well, can, can you guys quit gushing all over each other enough to pick one? <laughs> we got two weeks to think about it. Oh, no, dale. I actually know. <laughs> I agree with yours. Yeah. Really? Story-wise, yes. Everything. 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 Because that led up to the final night being Naito versus Evil. No, uh, Sonata, Sonata, Sonata versus, versus Evil. evil. Mm-hmm. And that going into that match, well, going into that night... All three former member, all three members of Los Ingobernantes were tied at twelve. Mm. Yeah, all three members were either one. One of those three was going to go and, to the finals. And here's okay. the other reason. Now that you mentioned that, here's the other reason why I I'm picking this to go on the list. There's another aspect that we haven't mentioned here. Because Sonata beat Naito, the leader of Los Ingobernables. Yeah. The final night of the B block. Hiromu's ringside doing commentary. Naito's getting jumped. He, he doesn't, doesn't save in. Naito. Uh-uh. Sonata's getting jumped. He helps Sonata. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's a part of the match where yeah. Evil goes. He, Evil goes in front of Hiromu, and he goes like that, and Hiromu's like. <laughs> <laughs> there was so much, dude. The, okay. The the literal implosion of Los Ingobernables can actually be pinpointed to this yes. match. That's where lines were drawn and decisions were made okay. because of that match. So, so I'm, I'm in with that. I'll trust yeah. you guys if you say You'll get match. to watch it with fresh eyes I'm sure at the I will. end of the year. I'm sure I will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I just I, – I just, this year's been rough for me to actually watch any wrestling. Like it, you, you're lucky I'm watching WWE. It helps that you know? it's in front of an audience. This is yeah. close to normalcy. That's why I'm, I had no qualms watching 19 nights of Japanese wrestling over most of what we got because it felt – as close to normal as I could get. Yeah. So. Segwaying to somewhere else? Because I think this will be a perfect. Go. What's your segue? Go. What did you think of Tanahashi showing up on Jericho's congratulations? I thought that was really cool. Um, I was like, hey, I know that guy. You know, that, that was pretty awesome. Backstory to that. Yeah. The, the VP. Harold Meiji, he's gone. He's gone. And he's what? pretty much the VP the, of what? Uh, New Japan. Oh. Harold Meiji. Meiji or Meiji? One of the two, but Harold. He was basically he, a white guy. Old, yeah, was Americano. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's out. And, and he was probably the doorstop that was keeping that door yes. shut between AEW and New Japan. Why? They had beef when the elite left New Japan. Yeah. Um, they left on bad terms. Mm. And it was mostly with that guy. Yeah. Okay. And now that he's out the window... It just so happened that the week, a uh, couple of days before the Jericho stuff, it was that came out. Yeah. And then you see Tanahashi come uh, out on okay. AEW kind of video-wise. Yeah. So you might start seeing... Well, I, I honestly didn't read too much into it other than, okay, Tanahashi and Jericho have a, have a you know, good relationship. Like, I didn't really, really read into the... the that means that the the federations are going to start working together. But then again, I mean, I wasn't that in tune to it. Just like, oh, that's cool. But, you know, the, the, here's why I thought about it. And I 
with The Rock showing up on Impact to congratulate Kim Shamrock being into the TNA You just Hall counted as 2020? Yeah. yeah. We're in the upside down now? Yeah, The Rock could show up on Impact. Why the fuck not? You know, like... like what are you going to do? Edit him out of the SmackDown <laughs> debut on the network? Yeah. <laughs> Becky Lynch is talking to nobody. Bacon <laughs> <laughs> finally shows his face. Yeah! <laughs> hey, it's funny you mentioned that part because Facebook, Twitter, YouPorn went all about Tanahashi showing up. Low key, I marked the fuck out for Ultimo Dragon. Okay. Because he's on the retirement run also, and he wants one more match with Jericho. Mm. I honestly, as as much as the match won't meet my expectations, I would yeah. rather see a farewell Ultimo Dragon Jericho match as opposed to another Tanahashi Jericho match, even if it's an AW. Okay. The Ultimo stuff really opened my eye. I was like, Ora Seaway. All right. I see you. I got you. Oh, I got you. All right. Yeah. I love Bubba's where he just like chugged the fucking bubbly <laughs> and it's like, like, that's it. He didn't say anything. Stupid ass yeah. Bubba. Um, match of the week candidates in the last couple of weeks. I'm going to just run off some stuff. Ibushi versus Jeff Cobb from the tournament. Okay. Ishii Takagi. Mm-hmm. Oh. It lived up to last year. That, that, okay. that was on our match of the year last year. Naito Sonata, that's on our list. Um, takeover, Finn Balor against Kylo. <laughs> you remember that? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ibushi Takagi. Um, for what it's worth, I just wanted to give it a mention. It's on my list. Ricochet versus Alexander on Raw to end that beef. Yeah. How he did the Eddie tribute. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Outsmarted them, you know, to the point where I kind of would like to see Ricochet, out of respect, join the Hurt Business. Like, MVP <laughs> reach out, was like, game recognized game, we need that yeah, yeah. in here. And, you know, Cedric will welcome him, you know? Yeah. Um, God damn it. Uh, Pete Dunn and Dragunov against uh, Walter and Alexander Wolf, uh, Imperium from NXT UK last yeah. week. Fuck me, that's takeover quality. Oh, right there. Really? That shit that was good. fucking good. Okay. Um, spoiler alert, uh, tag match, obviously, but Dragonoff is the first guy to pin Walter on in NXT since he showed up, really? whether UK or US. Okay. And I'm, there's not a takeover scheduled anytime soon, so I'm guessing it's in a couple of weeks, but we're building up to an eventual Dragonoff getting fucking murdered by Walter in a title match. Mm-hmm. But the story so far has been, been good. Not to mention... If you, try, if you try to do a drinking game on there, whenever the main UK commentator says, oh, my word, you'd probably be dead in like five minutes. That's, like, <laughs> that's the only thing he had. That's the only thing that motherfucker had. Um, I've said this a dozen times already. Fuck, I'm going to say it again. Tell me a bad match between Penta and Phoenix. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, last, last night? Last night? Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was the one I was going to mention if you didn't mention it. Fucking um, on commentary. Um, oh, boy. God, Excalibur? No. no, leader of Kingston. The- oh, Kingston. Eddie Kingston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. put so much value in that fucking match. Yeah. And he talked a lot of shit to Jr. Too. God, <laughs> he talked yeah, a he lot did. of shit to all of them. But he made, he he put over that match like that was WrestleMania caliber, and the, they fucking proved it, dude. The story. Of brother versus brother, and then being nice at first, and they get yeah. a little agitated, and, and they, to the point that fucking Phoenix will land on his fucking head to get a fucking Hurricane Rana and just they, to beat him. When it got to that point of, oh, wait, Pentagon is taken away from his well, competitive mode and going into the brother mode, like, oh shit, I just hurt my brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that surprise, uh, 
Canadian Destroyer. I liked it. Yeah. That was a good sequence right yeah. there. You did good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you, those are... So those those were my candidates, unless you had any other picks. I mean, Anything yeah, else you've no. seen or remember in the last couple of weeks? You, you, you hit most of those, and yeah. The one that was entertaining for me, entertaining for me was... Uh, Last night's triple threat, uh, NXT. Don't tell me. Yeah. Don't tell me. I specifically did not watch it because Velveteen is in it. Uh, Kushida. It, Kushida and, and fucking Champa. I know. Yes. Just get rid of Velveteen and just give yeah. me that. <laughs> yeah. So our, is that our is that our position? Get rid of Velveteen. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to talk about this again? It's not. We don't have to go deep into detail, but it's just there's something there's something. It, there's a hurdle that I put in front of me that I just can't clear with Velveteen Dream now. Okay. It's just, I mean, there isn't any new news or any new new accusations or anything. Everything is still, still as same, it was last week. We're still in the same holding pattern. Yeah. He's not, he, he's not in the net. He, he hasn't gotten any worse, but it hasn't done anything to get the situation any better. Mm. So until the situation gets better or gets solidified as worse, he's still going to be in that freaking void of I don't give a fuck about Velveteen Dream. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really know what to believe with with the whole voting accusations, you know, because like, I don't know, like, I don't want to rehash because we've already talked about this. Okay, like, so last fine. Week. So yeah, everything's still where, yeah. where it's at. Okay. So we're going to rehash Hell in a Cell then. Oh, great. Yeah. And I mean that because we were in the same boat last year. Okay. We're four days away from Hell in a Cell and there's only four matches announced. Really? Remember we had this problem last year? Okay. They only had like two or three matches announced. Becky versus somebody was one of them. And that was, they were really pushing that because yeah. it's Becky. You gotta love it. It's Becky. There's only four fucking matches so far. McIntyre versus Orton inside the cell. Give me a number. Uh, eight. Eight. Yeah, eight. Where is that coming from? Uh, mostly McIntyre, uh, but some of it is a little bit Orton. You know, usually I'm like, Blandy Borton, but the last couple of weeks or so, he's been pretty entertaining, um, and I think he is a credible threat to uh, to Drew. So that's kind of got my attention a little bit. I still want Drew to win, and in fact, I'm still picking Drew to win. But if he doesn't, I wouldn't be surprised. But uh, I'm kind of digging what Orton's doing right now. I got a five. Five? Is yeah. that all McIntyre? Yes. Okay. The story is, for me, is just watered down already. There, I don't it's see too any, much? Yeah. I don't see it going anywhere. Any, Devil's Advocate. Else. If it wasn't Orton at Hell in a Cell, regardless, if, let's assume it's not a Hell in a Cell match. Mm-hmm. If Orton's story was done with all the old timers last month, who's next? Who's next for Drew? Yeah. Who's Drew defending the title against? Hmm. That's, uh, Pick anybody because the draft just happened. You could have moved somebody so within three yeah, weeks notice fiend. you could have had somebody. Well, you, got, you got the Fiend. That's the only credible threat that I see. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I really don't see anybody unless they're going to do that whole celebrity thing with uh, what's that boxing guy. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot Tyson his Fury? name. Yes, Tyson Fury. Yeah, that. Dude. Which I still don't agree, but hey. <laughs> I'd rather have it on a throwaway pay per view. Yeah, it, and so this, it has this, to be Orton then. And, and, I, again, just argue, just because for the sake Keith, of argument. Keith point. Lee is not even built up that much, and then 
basically all the stuff that they were trying to prevent. You could have had you could have had it with Keith Lee, but then the whole thing they kept going with Braun. The whole, yeah, yeah, and now. Oh, we're just gonna low blow each other. Yeah, that's how we're gonna like book matches on Raw every week. Yeah. So, but, well, I don't mind the low blow fest with <laughs> with Keith and. Uh, yeah, I know. Mm. If there's Actually, one person in this table that likes big dick, it's you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> uh, I, I kind of dig that story, and I think what made it for me was Keith Lee. Kicking him back in the nuts, Braun Strowman, and then standing over him saying, "You're gonna take a shortcut with me." Like, yeah. that's the best reaction to a low blow I've ever seen. You know, like, all right, boom. Well, I've dated a couple of girls that have given me a better reaction to a low blow than I've, <laughs> you've ever seen. But um, I'm at an eight. I'm in the same boat as you. This is like the debutante's debut in the Hell in a Cell. I'm all about seeing what McIntyre is going to do. Uh, what he can add to a Hell in a Cell match Debbie that we've already Taunt's had. debut. Yeah. Damn. You think Lacey Evans is in the match or something. <laughs> yeah, like she needs a tag partner. <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm just curious if, if he can add a new wrinkle to the match or, or, or what. I mean, there's – Orton mostly has – there's moment – like, they has, he has certain people that when, it, when the chemistry's there, it's fucking good. Yeah. And for the most part, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cautiously say this. The Orton versus McIntyre stuff was pretty good. If it would have ended at SummerSlam. Oh, or whatever, Night of Champions. If it had ended there with the whole Big Show and Christian and Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels, that that was a perfect bow tie. Yeah, Dunzo. So we're doing this again. Uh, so I'm hoping this is it. Yeah, I don't see Orton win. I don't, but that's the problem. Like that puts us in the same situation. Like if Orton wins, do you want to see Drew, Orton versus Drew another time? If Orton doesn't win, who's next? AJ and uh, the eight foot tall um, Dikembe. <laughs> it's basically shot. Uh, Sean and Diesel. Diesel. Yeah. Sean and Diesel. Yeah. 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 They. I mean. I'm, I don't know. They, yeah. This, they're gonna have to build someone quick. Who's winning? Drew. Ah, Drew. Drew. What else we got? An I quit match inside a Hell in a Cell. Rematch. So this is a second Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. Okay. I quit. Yeah. Roman versus Jey Uso. Seven? Se- yeah, I think I'm at a seven. Um, I like the idea of an, of, of an I quit match. I don't like the idea of it being in the cell. Um, and, and I dig the story. I dig... It's just... I, I feel like, you know, after you open up the can of Pringles and you let it sit... Pringles go stale real fast, you know, and like they're good Pringles, but you know, like I was expecting something else, you know, like like where where's the other Uso in all this? Like the other Uso hasn't been around, and they're still they're, like they're stuck. They're stuck, you know. If you really like Pringles, you would never leave them out long enough to get exactly. stale, right? Yes, right. Yeah, where are you at? I got it at a nine. Nine! Here's the reason why. (laughs) Here's the reason why. How did the latch man, uh, the last match that they had. The latch man? Yeah. How how did it end? It basically wasn't I quit. Jay Uso verbally told him, You the chief! You the chief! Yeah. Get off my dick already! Nah, it wasn't Jay. It was was the other one. It was the other one. Yeah. (laughs) 
imply the hell in a cell where nobody can technically get back in. He could, Roman could literally push that limit all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. Of all right, I'm gonna put you down basically until you tell me. That's when you're finally gonna get okay. Yeah, you are the tribal chief. Yeah, and that's yeah. gonna be the end of it. I wanted this to escalate. Yeah. I it think still can. It still can. Yeah. It still can. Yeah. I'm also at a nine, and the most of that is last year or two years ago. Usos versus New Day Hell in a Cell yeah, as our match of the year two, candidate. I think it was two years, two years ago. ago. Yeah, that was, that was a good match. If there's a chance, a sliver of hope that Jay could actually squeak it out, it's in the Hell in a Cell because he's proven that he can go that far. Mm. Uso penitentiary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it it's to his advantage. Motherfucker gonna get whooped, but he's gonna look even better than he did Night of Champions. Yep. Okay. This is gonna the only the only drawback for me is I don't want to be that guy. Of course, I'm gonna be that guy. This is probably gonna solidify Jay as the as a future single star. And I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do with Jimmy. Because mm-hmm. Jay right now is fucking murdering it. Yeah. He's one of the few reasons why I watch SmackDown either live on the telly or or the first clip I look for on YouTube or on my See Facebook what they're doing because of yeah. what they're doing. Roman right now is is this is the most comfortable in his skin Roman has been. Do do you think that WWE is actually going to treat Roman and Jay in this match as equals and book them in the match as equals? Because all no, the stuff, oh hell no. Well, the, Roman's going to be the equal without having to go as far as Jay. No. This that's how Jay's going to be booked as equal. And that's why I don't have such high hopes as you do when you look at New Day versus Usos Hell in a Cell. I don't think all the creative shit that those two tag teams did two years ago is what we're going to see out of Jay in this match. I think this match is just going to be another you know whooping. dominant whooping by by the chief. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think we're going to see I got as much of a competitive edge. Yeah, I do too, but it's going to be entertaining. <laughs> Roman to win. Yeah. Hell in a Cell number three. <laughs> so there's a third Cell match. Sasha versus Bailey. Where are you at? I don't know. I think I got it at a seven because the story became stagnant. This should have happened three months ago. Yes. I feel you. Yeah, they, I agree. they they basically let the Pringles out. <laughs> let it get stuck. <laughs> they let the Pringles out. You agree? They let the Pringles out. Um, no. I'm going to be at a nine. And a nine? A nine. Uh, and I am going to <laughs> forget about the fucking Pringles. And now we're going to Doritos. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're getting a fresh bag of Doritos. I don't care that this is the last bag out of a 162 container that I've ate all the others, you know, but it's still a fresh bag. It ain't yeah. stale because it's been sealed, vacuum sealed. Yes, this should have happened months ago, but uh, I love, like, this is what turned me around. I love, 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 love. Bailey said, well, I had to do it because you were about to do it. I knew you were about to do it all along. Yep. That saved it for me. That saved the whole like, oh well, all this, all this teasing of Sasha's gonna turn on Bailey, and then when Bailey did it, I was like, ah. But the reasoning, 
the reasoning in the promo. I knew you were going to do it this whole time. And I won this and I kept this by myself the whole time. The 300 some odd whatever days. And Sasha's expression when she said that. She was like, you bitch. And then she's like, yeah, I'm a bitch. You just want a bitch because I knew you was going to do it the whole time. I just had you in my back pocket. Like, oh, beautiful. Beautiful. And the outfit that Sasha was wearing really uh, helped. <laughs> That cat suit, dude. Oh, god damn, dude. Oh, Mikazi, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> For whatever reason, mm-hmm. whether it's Sasha's character or Sasha as a human being, does such a good job at being a bitch that I can never buy her as a baby face. Mm. I'm at an eight. And oddly enough, for all the boring shit that Bailey's had to go through in her title run, matches with fucking Lacey Evans and Lacey Evans and Lacey Evans. And then when Nikki Cross and Nikki Cross and Nikki Cross. Don't all forget this, Dana Brooke. And, oh, Dana Brooke. All these like whack-ass fucking title matches. She's the one pulling out the – she's the one that's grabbing my attention in this rivalry. Now, partly with that promo that, you, that she cut – I think Bailey has done a better job. Of course, she's had more time in, in this whole year. But so far in the microcosm, I think Bailey has done a better job of being a heel than Sasha's ever done being a babyface. And that's what's hooking okay. me in this match. Okay. Yeah. Because I had the doubts when she cut her hair and beat Charlotte and killed the buddies and all that. I had my doubts then. Now, she's probably one of the best women heels in the business right now. Bailey. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just I'm just waiting mid match for her to pick up a cell phone and call nine one one on Sasha. She's, I'm waiting for it. She as a heel has grown on me. I think yeah. she's grown into the role. Yeah. Um. I, I. I. Yeah. When she beat up the Bailey buddies with the fucking little pokey stick, like no, I was like no. And then the whack ass entrance music that's still kind of whack right now. That's grown on. The riff's kind of cool, but the, yeah, yeah, the whole thing itself is kind of yeah. Cool. But the, the, the Bob, it was just like really, you're just gonna have a Bob like you just look like another fucking Karen. But, like, she's really grown into that where I believe it now. I see the vision that she had when she was first turning heel, yeah. you know? Um, so I, I'm on board. I got Bailey winning this. I got I Bailey. I think this goes at least till the end of the year. I got Bailey. Same here. Really? Damn, we haven't disagreed on any of these predictions yet. Elias versus Hardy. Okay. That's on the show. Is that a hell of a cell also? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I'm hoping this is it. It's just a regular It's a regular, regular match. match. Um We'll go with the five. Um, most of that is for the shenanigans of him singing again. Uh, not even necessarily for him wrestling again. Uh, I love the fact that he has an album coming out on Monday. <laughs> and that he actually was able to pull off a performance with a real band. <laughs> he finished the performance. Yes. He's over now. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, cool. But I dig all that ancillary shit more than... Uh, I want to see him in the ring. And Jeff Hardy, yeah. To be honest, I wasn't a big fan of the whole Elias versus Jeff Hardy feud before Hardy got hurt or went back to rehab. Because they were really... Vince McMahon has a fucking... I thought I was crazy. He's got a twisted humor of trying to like really agitate people's weaknesses to see if they can overcome them. So that in Vince's mind, he can reinvest in them again. Jeff Hardy's a former heavyweight champion. He's been in rivalries with Triple H, with fucking Edge, you know, Orton. He's main event caliber. You don't need to retest his skills by replaying again 
the sobriety angle with him. Yeah. You know, so I agree. Al- so already I'm already taken out of this. The only thing that I can focus on is that I hope that next week we get Jeff Hardy and his band playing some Enigma shit. And we actually keep the music aspect going. Because that's what's hooking me right now. That's fresh. This is John Cena, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho and Fozzie against Cena in the battle rap. You know, yeah. give that to me. You, that's, that's fresh. You know, sometimes, well, we had this conversation last time. Sometimes I watch wrestling to escape reality. I've seen enough Jeff Hardy documentaries. I've watched enough Dark Side of the Ring. You don't have to remind me Jeff Hardy's struggling. Mm-hmm. Right now, we all struggling in our own way. So I don't want to see it from Jeff. So don't replay that shit. That's why I got checked out with his shit with Sheamus when, they, when Jeff first came back. Let oh, him. we're doing that shit again. Oh, fuck. Okay, now with Elias, we're, we're hitching again to the story that we left you with before you left was because you left because you can't fucking control yourself. God damn, dude. Yeah. Let him live down his own demons. That way you're not reminding him of it. And when you remind him of it, that fucking tempts him. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, yeah. We, we all know. He knows. Everybody in the back knows. It's just, hey, when you go out there f- to fucking perform, let him perform. <laughs> it's almost a uh, universal truth. I'm at a zero for this match. <laughs> zero. I've got Elias winning. Hector, what about you? I got a one. A one. Who do you got winning? I got Elias winning. Oh, fuck it. I got Hardy winning. Why not? Okay, good. <laughs> Overall, four matches. This is going to be a very short pay-per-view. That's it? What do you think? That can't be it. There's going to be a match or two announced tomorrow. But um, I think in a conference call, Vince made it clear that he wants the pay-per-views to be shorter. Uh, oh, last, last, last pay-per-view was only like two and a half hours, 245. Shorter than Raw. Why does he want them shorter? I don't know. Okay. He's not making any money on them. I'm really? guessing. I mean, I guess whatever. He's giving away Hell in a Cell for 99 cents for new subscribers oh, this shit. month. So. That's every month. Yeah, well. Uh, uh, okay. I mean, there, there's. Are you watching this? Oh, uh, don't give me a number. Are you watching this live? No. 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 Uh, well, maybe. No. I might be watching it on delay. No. I might just watch one match. I don't want to. It's going to be the, the Uso. Yeah. Sunday's not what I'm looking forward to. It's always been, and it will for now be, Wednesday. So let's talk about Wednesday. Two sides of the coin. You want to go heads or tails first? Heads. Heads. NXT. I I thought he was going to flip a coin. (laughs) That's why I answered so fast. Flip the coin, bitch. Is it heads? (laughs) I got your head, baby. (laughs) NXT. What does everybody want? (laughs) NXT is bringing back Halloween Havoc. Shotzi Blackheart is hosting. Mm. This is what we've got so far. And I'm going to bust this nut real quick. But I'm going to ask y'all first. <laughs> Raquel Gonzalez against Rhea Ripley. Ooh. Where are you at? I got it at an eight. Okay. Two tall Amazonian women fighting each other. Man. That's going to be a good one. Uh, <laughs> for me... For me, it's going to... Honestly, I'm expecting it to be better than Rhea and even, say, Charlotte. Okay. I just see more more from... Um, not Ripley, but who's the other one? Raquel. Raquel. Who's the other one? Sorry. Dark Rhea. Dark Rhea. <laughs> Abel, where you at? I'm at an eight also. Because um, you turn it sideways I've, and it's two boobies? Yes. Um... <laughs> God, I don't know what it is about Raquel, but like I, I really dig Raquel. Um, and that, you sound like that's not from I, a wrestling point. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, I really dig Raquel. Uh, and <laughs> um, 
I really, really dig Rhea Ripley. So I think on paper that match sounds like it's going to be good. I don't really have a whole lot of invested storyline-wise. And also, like, I get it. There's there's some angles there. But it's like, whatever. But I kind of want to see what's going to happen. Because Rhea is – is she's seasoned, right? So we know she could go. We know she could hold her own. She Raquel's not exactly seasoned. But I think she's – like – I don't think she's green. I think she's undiscovered, you know? So I, I, I want to see, is she green? Is she as green as she should be with the, the you know, how many matches we haven't seen her in? Or is she really going to step it up against a really formidable opponent um, and be able to put on cool-ass shit that I think she could possibly do, you know? That, that's what's piqued my interest. This could be the pressure that turns coal into diamonds for Raquel. And wow. you had, beef. You had a ten. Beef. When was the last time that there was a female Haas match? Keith Lee versus Braun Strowman. You know, two big guys that you're. you're Ishii Takagi. I mean, I'm getting the vibe. Yeah, the vibe. I don't know what yeah. that's what I'm gonna get, but the vibe so far is that's what I'm gonna get in woman form. And I am all about woman form. Right. You know, this, this, I don't want to, ra- I don't want to, ra- and that's the thing. There's never been the, the equal. The closest we've like, ever we've had, had was uh, uh, Beth versus Natalia. Whenever they split up, when they were the, what were they called? The Divas of Doom. Divas, Divas of Doom. But there weren't, they split the, up, but they there weren't equal stature, mm. let alone. Natalia unique, was a tough a, bitch though. Was, yeah. yeah. And we I, never, we never saw China versus Beth. If we saw China versus Beth, then yeah, maybe. Um, awesome Kong versus Havoc in Impact. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's very rare that you get two women of these statures go face to face. And I'm, I'm, oh, I'm ready for it, man. I don't want to go overboard, but I'm going to say it anyway. This could steal the episode. This could be the best match of the okay. episode for me. Who do you got winning? I've got. You know what? Keep it going. I've got Raquel winning this. Really? Yep. I think Rhea's going to take it. I actually agree with you. I got Raquel winning this. Really? Yeah. Oh, more got of this. momentum. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't mind if she wins. I don't know <laughs> what a haunted house of terror is, but Rick Grimes, not Rick Grimes. Rick Grimes. Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Carl. Damn it. Get back in the house. Get back in the house of terror. Carl. <laughs> I actually meant Grimey from The Simpsons, but yeah, that one too. Cameron Grimes against Dexter Loomis will be in a haunted house of terror match. I don't know. Uh, I'm at an eight. Um, I dig Dexter. Uh, Grimes has been growing on me. Yeah. Um, to the moon. Uh, <laughs> he, he's goofy enough to where I'm like, okay, you're, you're, you're kind of adorable. Um, it's almost like so bad it's good. Yeah. At yeah. first I thought he was annoying. Now I'm like, yeah. oh, this is endearing. Uh, <laughs> um the gimmick itself, like, it, it kind of raises it for me. And I think I would have been like a six or a seven. But the gimmick itself, since I don't really know what it is, but it just sounds wacky. And it's October. It's close to Halloween. Okay, what the fuck is this? Let, yeah. let me have it. Let me see. Let, okay, this is pretty hokey. This is pretty dumb. Pretty camp. All right. But I got some chuckles out of it. Okay, <laughs> sure. Whatever. It'll probably be a guilty pleasure, you know? Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if they do like a cameo with a... Um, the fun house <laughs> <laughs> Grimes is thrown through a door And next thing you know Bray Wyatt's on the other side 
fuck are you doing no, here? No, yeah. there's a window at Bray's peeking. Yeah. yeah. Damn neighbors. There's the fucking buzzards over there like, what the hell? I'm out of candy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at an eight. What clinched it was last night. Another example mm. of how out there Dexter Loomis is. You missed, you missed this. Yeah, uh, I did. Backstage, I know, yeah. uh, one of the reporters is following Cameron Grimes and asking him about the match with Dexter next week. And he cuts her off before she says the stipulation. And when she finally stops him, she stops him in front of a door that's half glass. Mm. And Dexter pops up behind it. Mm. He doesn't like, say shit. He doesn't do shit. He's just like... <laughs> just like that. And, and, the whole time, and then like Cameron's face like yeah. disintegrating when he finds out that he's like fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and Dexter's still back there like... <laughs> the reporter's cutting off and he's still yeah. there. Like, <laughs> and, the, and then the whole segment ends. He leaves one way, she leaves the other way and Dexter's still there. <laughs> I'm at eight. Okay. I've got Dexter. This, this, yeah, I got Dexter winning this. Yeah, hey, Dexter. Yeah. Yep. So What's your number? I got it at eight too. An eight. Okay. Just because of the whole segment from yesterday is like, yeah, all right, yeah, I'm me. digging this thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Spin the wheel, make a deal. EO versus Candice. So basically, the gimmick is we don't know the gimmick until they spin the wheel. Exactly. Uh, seven. I mean, I like EO, I like Candice. I, I already kind of said that I'm interested with this other gimmick match, but this gimmick, which is just the wheel gimmick, like, I'm afraid it's just going to land on extreme rules, and that's it. Like, oh, great. Or false count anywhere. You know, that's something dumb, you know? After watching last night's episode, was the first time in a while that I watched the NXT episode, their biggest strength last night was the promos. This is another example. I really don't give a fuck about either one of these two matches coming up right now. <laughs> but the promo when yeah. they were here in the kitchen. Yeah. And <laughs> they were and they had a and, and Candace, This very kitchen. Yes, yeah. And then you you brought out the training wheel. Yeah. So it's a very miniature wheel that had all the stipulations written on it because I don't like wheels. I like to be in control, and I don't like to have that control given up to something that I'm afraid of. Yeah. And so Johnny tries it out because you tell me it's okay, and I try it out, and it lands on Buried Alive. Mm. I was like, I don't want to be buried alive. I don't want to get dirt thrown on me. I'm still breathing. I'm still alive. Fuck this goddamn wheel. <laughs> and then Candice, she tries it. She spins it. It's a trick or street fight. Mm-hmm. She's undefeated in street fights. Oh. Mm. And I, I, another touch that I liked. And then she's like, come on, honey, try it again. So I sit back again and I spin the wheel again. And it's a fucking casket match. I'm like, this fucking wheel wants me dead? What the fuck? And he leaves. Just that raised the anticipation to both the matches for me. For the women, because it's EO, I'm at an eight now. Just because of that little extra oomph they gave that. And because it's EO. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I haven't seen EO have a bad match with anyone. Her, I will watch it. If, if it was EO versus Velveteen Dream, I would watch it. Not because it has Velveteen, but because it has EO. That's the kind of gra- gravitas she has with me right now. Mm-hmm. So as much as I'm not a fan of Candice, I'm going to watch this match because it's EO. So I'm at okay. an 8. But the Candice promo helped me win a little bit of Candice over. So little, I'm at an 8. Little, of course I got EO winning. A little yeah. bit of candy. A little bit of candy. <laughs> a little bit of candy. <laughs> you did candy. I got right. an 8 too. 
That promo sold me <laughs> for both matches. Really? Gargano's thing at the very I want end. a wheel now. Yes. Like, if that's on WWE Shop, it's in my it's in my living room. But what if it is a stupid match, though? What if it's a that's stupid stipulation? Okay. That's All right. Uh, yeah, Porsche in the live chat said, uh, I don't like circles, Mimi Kibble. <laughs> Where are you at? I thought I said. Did I say? Did mm-hmm. I give a number? No. Seven. Seven. Who you got winning? Uh, EO. EO. Yeah, EO. I got a Candace. What? Yes. Candace wins. Continue the story. Okay. Uh, okay. Somebody has to. Oh, well, there we go. Damian Priest against Johnny Gargano for the uh, North American title. Again, spin the wheel, make a deal. Oh, this is also spin yeah. the wheel, make a deal? Oh, goddamn. Yeah. Uh, uh, d- 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 uh, six. Seven. Okay. Eight. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Defend yourself, sir. <laughs> Besides the promo, because we already mentioned that promo. Well, Even not the Gargano promo, but the Priest promo. At the very end, Priest said, I could take the punishment. Can you? Giving him the question of like, hey, can you actually take the punishment? Can you lost punishment? Eh, punishment? Eh, punishment? Eh, eh, eh. He's a real wildcat. Yeah. <laughs> but he also told him, basically, he's like, you're trying to figure out who you are if you still are Johnny Wrestling. He's like, yeah, you you are still Johnny Wrestling, but I'm just way better than you now. Mm. So the buildup is there, and then the spin the wheel thing just kind of like, all right, I'm there. You were in the middle. I'm at a seven, yeah. Most of it is because, because unfortunately, not yet, but as of right now, Priest does not have the same allure to me that EO does. So I'm gotcha. probably might skip most of this match because of Gargano. Mm-hmm. But I want to see how it ends. Um, but that does because you mentioned it earlier. It does bring up an interesting dynamic. If to say, if we get Bailey Sasha again, mm-hmm. to say, what if Candice wins the belt but Johnny doesn't, and Candice is walking around with the belt, ah, and Johnny's like, "What the fuck, man? Yeah, you know, yeah. get that rift or so, or, or the yeah. other way around, you yeah. know, something that adds a little bit of intrigue to there that I didn't really put my finger on. Again, we've had this conversation before. Wednesdays, I watch Dynamite first. So I don't have as much of an investment overall on the uh, Capital Wrestling Center mm-hmm. show that they're giving me every week on NXT. But I'm getting there. And last night slash today when I saw it during lunch was a good example of why I should continue to watch NXT. Because for whatever negatives it had, there were some diamonds in the rough there. No. Um, Theory and fucking Bronson Reed was some good shit too. Two yeah. matches in one night. Yeah. Yeah. That shit was Bron- good. <laughs> Bronson wanted and then... He left. Yeah. I, I like Bronson. Dude. Um, I'm, hope, I'm hoping... Not, it's not going to happen. I'm hoping the people that were talking shit about Drake Maverick still having a contract would shut up after last night. Oh, yeah. Was fucking, oh, I was in the car cheering my fucking ass off. That whole thing when Drake actually hulked up and beat the shit out of Everrise. You said in the car? I watch I, during my lunch break. I ate in the car. Oh, okay. And I was, I was like, watching you cruising NXT, down I ten, watching <laughs> wrestling at the same time, <laughs> driving I'm, with your knees, and and I'm like, <laughs> this is the Drake that won me over at Impact, and this yeah. is the Drake that we're getting now, and I was expecting another punch in the face, but Drake actually standing up and taking it. So when so yeah. when fucking what's his face, um, Killian was like. Oh my! Like he marked out like a little this fan girl. Where this was this been? Yeah. yeah. And, and then, then the music plays. And, and then like, Drake oh, does the dance. I was like, wait, I, I like you, but I don't like like you. I'm leaving. Yeah. You know. So I, what I loved is what what Killian said last week, where it's like nobody can hit you but me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> I died laughing. <laughs> that was funny, man. Yeah, and the, the for their and given the credit they're due, the fat the fat bucks they really can put people over. Everrise, yeah, they're the fat bucks. Yeah, yeah. They, dude, look at them and don't tell me that they look <laughs> like the young bucks after like aging technology like 50 yeah, years from now on yeah. an episode of unsolved mysteries the, that look like that bucks. yeah that's it but they got their own little shit I, yeah the whole thing was good i'm i'm like all in on killian and, and drake now that fucking theme song is so, so stupid i love that theme song <laughs> so dumb the graphics are like a generic yeah <laughs> it's like they put the name on there put up pictures that's it blue <laughs> all right speaking of stupid and ridiculous i i think i told you about this but have either one of you Watched the R Truth game show on the network? Yes. I did. I saw an episode already. Oh I saw. I'm actually gonna watch another one tomorrow. That was so stupid, and I loved it so much. R Truth game show was so funny. I'll I'll, I'll see your R Truth, and I'll raise you something I saw yesterday. What? The new season of Storytime. Ah, okay. Fun shit, animation, same thing, <laughs> but just a little detail. Five seconds was all it was, and it it it, it was so meaningful to me because Story Time is one of the one of my favorite shows that has that the WWE Network has ever produced. Mm. That and uh, WrestleMania Rewind. Yeah. Um, the first five seconds, it had Jerry Lawler putting up a picture of Mean Gene, at oh. a Story Time animated like on the on the shelf over the fireplace. Aww. And then Jerry intros the show. Like I'm like already like you can already tell. <laughs> and that's five yeah. Se- <laughs> five seconds. Yeah. Five seconds was all it took. And I was like, all right, you got my blessing now. Let's get into this. And those episodes are hilarious as fuck. They both of them. They had clips with Stu Hart. I could yeah. never get enough Stu Hart <laughs> shit. <laughs> never, never. It's, it, was, it was good. But I, but I, again, yeah. sometimes you just need yeah, that yeah. thirty seconds and that that little peach was all I needed for them to, to do it. You know, not to be fucking morbid, but I'm that's yeah, what they're gonna no, do with no, Lara. I get it. I get they're it. gonna do that. But so you can keep the thing going. You know. Yeah. But um, that was cool. I liked it. There's the there's a lot of network to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the new. Um, the special they got this month going 30 Days of the Undertaker or something like that oh yeah for the 25th anniversary yeah the um, that Paul Bear documentary they're doing I uh, dude the, the they're mor- un- was they're it the mortician or something like the that mortician. the mortician the mortician the mortician I yeah. think uh, after Hell in a Cell on Sunday is the um, untold, untold Hell in a Cell dude the untolds are good too yeah yeah I'm waiting for Brothers of Destruction I want Can to you know believe the they're gonna story, air, yeah. they're gonna play that at um, ACL uh, uh, film something? They're supposed a to film be de- festival. Yeah, they're supposed okay. to be debuting that Brothers of Destruction movie in a film festival. Oh man! Yeah, so it's actually getting a lot of uh, a lot of pub for. Uh, Hell, for, I I enjoyed the whole um, the last ride. Oh yeah, seeing all that stuff I was like, oh man, you know what? They a could, lot of stuff makes sense. If the timing was right, as soon as that series finished. They could have sold it to ESPN, and ESPN could have got oh, some ratings on it. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's so good shit. So that's what NXT's bringing us this Wednesday. Well, you didn't mention the switch of the tag teams. Oh, yeah. That was interesting, too. I like that. I like that a lot. It's like, you're on this brand, you're on this brand, okay. That's it. Eh, okay. Well, no. That's not what he meant. Oh. So there is an underlying story. Uh-huh. One well, by one, one of the well, yeah, one by one, one by one, members of the Undisputed Era were taken out. The main event was supposed to be a tag match with the Undisputed Era against Fandang Brizango for the titles, tag okay. titles. Yeah, and I love the way they tied that off 
they had already jumped uh, Bobby Fish. So it's supposed to be it was supposed to be Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong. They okay. jumped Bobby Fish. So then Kyle O'Reilly was cleared. So really Regal made it Strong and O'Reilly against Brizongo for the titles. Then later on, Strong was knocked out. Mm. And so then they came back from commercial, and Kylo's standing there with William Regal. Brizango's right here, and Team 1-2 are right here. And um, he tells he tells Kylo, um, you want to pick a partner? Like, you want to pick one of these two? And the, even Orny Lurkin and Danny Birch were like, you want, the, you want it fair and square, bro. That's your, your match. Why don't you, you can pick one of us. And I'd never heard of this done before, and I liked that it, yeah. the uniqueness. Kyle's like, fuck this. I'm going to go be with my friends in the hospital. So he completely ditched the title belts again, yeah. proving that there's something more important than the belt. He's like, yeah. give it to them. Oh, okay. And so he's he like, gave them the, the title them. shot to Lo- Lo- thought, Lorkin and Birch. Thought you were talking about the Raw and SmackDown titles. Okay, <laughs> I did. Um, I, I had no idea that this. We'll happened. get. We'll swing to that because yeah. I, I oh, want to okay. mention that too. I, but that sounds actually really cool. Just for Lorkin and Birch to turn heel and they win the NXT tag titles, the person that brought them to, that brought all it together, Pat McAfee. Oh, that Pat McAfee, that son of a bitch. I would have gotten away with it and went with that damn Pat McAfee. He had the Cobra Commander mask. Oh, that son of a bitch. And and a a part of me was a bit disappointed because imagine, just listen to this. War Games, Undisputed Era against only Lorcan, Danny Birch, Pat McAfee, and an up-and-coming Ridge Holland. Yes. Ah. That would have been fucking brutal. Yeah, dude. that would have been pretty cool. But Pat McAfee went out there and laid it out. Like, he got them. The, dude, what? did you see that pro- post-promo on, the on one Facebook? On, on his on yeah. the Pat McAfee show? It was like, yeah, you know, I'm back. I'm- this show was better when there was nobody. It was great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, like in the show, he's like, I'm gonna continue to talk shit on my show throughout the whole day. But he opened the show with that, oh. like, thanks to this mask, and he pulls out the mask. You know, mm, I took yeah. out the undisputed era with grand scheme and everything. I'm like, yeah. damn, yeah, that was some good shit. That's uh, funny. Yeah. So that's what NXT's giving us Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Tails, dynamite, semifinals of the Eliminator Title Tournament, male beef. Wardlow versus Adam Page. Yes. First time ever. It's a lot of beef. Um, eight. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. <laughs> um, I, I think it's pretty clear who's going to win this. I think it's going to be Hangman. I don't think it's really going to be Wardlow. Um, so that's kind of what's keeping me from like a nine or a ten. Um, but I like me some Wardlow. And I mean... Adam Page is, uh, you know, he, he's pretty good too, but I've never been a big fan of his, but I, I understand his importance in the story and in AEW. Like, like, I give him more credit because of who he is than what I like that he does in the ring, if that makes sense. Do, do you get that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. So you're at eight. Eight. How about you? Hangman's winning. I got Don't go at, there yet. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I already went. I got it at the uh, uh, same thing. Eight. But for me, it's just the the underlying story that's going on, mostly between for Hangman. But with Wardlow, it's like okay, his last major shot was well, kind of like the the light on him. The last time he had the light on him, the spotlight on him was him and Cody at that in that cage match, right? Mm-hmm. Other than that, he's been 
only showing up on dark. Yeah. But now that he's showing up on the on the tournament without MJF, it's like okay, you, just like Jr. said, uh, what's it called? Muscular sales muscle tickets. sales tickets muscle yeah. sales tickets. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, muscles with agility. That's how he was framing it specifically. Yeah. yeah. So with that being said, it's like okay, I got. Obviously, there's writing on the wall of, you know... Don't I got, give a pick yet. Yeah. But I am kind of hesitant. I'm like, all right, are they going to pull the rug under us and just like... I'll get there. I'm at a nine. Uh-huh. Obviously, hands washed, you know, the whole thing. that I like, I've, I've never liked Adam Page more than I do right now. I honestly, when we saw him in Ring of Honor... Um, and he, was, he wasn't even like a, a, a face or a heel. He just had blue tights. Nobody knew what he was, but he could go. Oh, oh he's the Adam that, that's not the cool one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so now, I, I'm, I'm all in on Paige. All in. I'm not sure if you guys knew that okay. Wardlow only had nine wrestling matches before that cage match with Cody in his career. Ever? Ever. ever? ever. Oh, nine. wow. Okay. So where he's at now... Last night was an example of two guys going from here to here. Mm-hmm. Jungle Boy made Wardlow look like a fucking beast. Yes. Jungle Boy bumped the shit out of himself. At the same him. time, the, t- the timing of some of the comebacks, Wardlow's picking up some good timing skills because that made Jungle Boy almost like the underdog of that whole company. Mm-hmm. Both of them look good. So with Wardlow winning against Hangman, I'm at a nine. Okay. I think the only thing that's keeping me is the crux of the of the of the of the feud with Paige and Omega. You know, I've seen a lot of alternatives that will do low blows to end matches instead of giving us a concrete finish in a title tournament with a match with two people I've never seen before. So I'm kind of worried the rug's gonna get pulled out under me. Also, although I do have to say I do like this new thing where we have low blow kickouts. <laughs> I like it. I, I I thought it was clever. Now I know that's a, in the E and not in AEW, and it's just like Roman that did it. But I still I still well, think it's clever. Yeah. It's clever. So if that were to happen, but sorry, Is continue. This, uh, part three because they've wrestled twice for the Triple A Mega Titles. Trip, uh, Kenny Omega against uh, Phoenix on the other half of that Eliminator Tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where are you at? I got that one on the nine because. We had our previous matches were Kenny Omega as kind of like the face mm-hmm. versus Phoenix. What Kenny's trying to introduce now is a new up uh, the new uh, reboot version of the cleaner. Yeah. So I haven't seen that yet. And on the other side, at least in this tournament, Phoenix is an instant babyface after that match he had with Penta. Yeah. So, babyface Phoenix against asshole Ken, uh, Kenny Omega. Ten. I love that twenty-minute time limit too. I don't. I doubt they'll go there, but the fact that they keep mentioning it, you know, they may get close. I don't know if yeah. they'll they'll pull the trigger on the time limit. I, don't, yeah. I mean, I don't know. They might. Uh, I'm at a nine and a half. Um, I I honestly think that the only thing that's keeping me is the fact that this match is just because of tournament and not necessarily there's a storyline behind it i think these two could put on an amazing match i know that these two could put on an amazing match i've seen one of them you know yeah it's it. yeah. yeah uh so it, Rasa ate all that up it, yeah, it yeah. should be really good um kenny versus sunny kiss 
<laughs> was exactly was what it needed I, to be. I thought it was. I thought it was funny, and that was a shoe in. Yeah, because yeah. of the Joey Janato thing. Oh, that man! Yeah, Joey's like dude. Injured? So no. there, so there's. God damn, Caucasian people, dude! COVID is a serious business. So well, I almost spent some hard-earned coin last weekend because last weekend was Game Changer Wrestling uh, GCW's collective weekend. There was like eight different wrestling shows between Saturday and Sunday. Uh, this weird match what? that this weird match that caught my attention that I wanted to actually watch was um, Two Cold Scorpio against Ar Fox. Ooh, that's exactly what I. That was my exact reaction yeah. when I saw it. So there was eight shows around the entire weekend, and they had an audience there. Oh. And one of the people that Joey Janela wrestled that weekend actually had the virus. Whoa. So for for everyone's safety, he sat out and they replaced him with Sonny Kiss last minute. Mm-hmm. So that's why we got that. But I'm but 99% sure we would have got the same result with Joey also, which was squash, cleaners here. That fucking elaborate entrance, man. That elaborate entrance was so ridiculous. All the, all what, the what, chicks ridiculous? out there with the brooms. Would you wrestle in North Carolina? No, exactly. So it's not ridiculous. It's it, it was all very the, good intro. All the accolades and then yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it was and from, that like from and that, years ago, but still they yeah. count. And, and that face at the that face like, at the end. There was a lot of hate that I saw online for that match, where people were like, "Oh, you should squash Sony Kirsten." Oh, we're saving the hate for the end of the show. Yeah, I, I I think it was all right. You know, it, it just what I'm glad didn't happen is. I didn't want Kenny to then beat down Sonny after the match because it seemed like it, that they were teasing that when he was trying to show Sonny some respect and holding up, you know, the, the arm and all that. Like, oh, shit, here it comes. That was kind of weird, too. Hold but up the arm. And then I don't know if I would have preferred a jumping over what we ended up getting. No, I preferred odd. No, I preferred it because I, I think that I think it's not a hard heel turn. I think he's just a dick. He's just an asshole. Because people think he's a dick and asshole, so run with it. Yeah, yeah. But he's playing it as as the face. He thinks he's a face, but he's actually doing heel stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, And I think that, like, part of what this is is a caricature of what he should have been from the get go. From the get-go, he should have been the cleaner. He should have never dropped the cleaner name. He probably could have still came out with the broom instead of having like four or five fucking chicks in bikinis with the brooms. But he should also have been the guy with the most elaborate entrance, not Cody. You know, like this is the guy that they should have built AEW around and they didn't. And I think this is all what we saw last night was tongue-in-cheek. Well, this is what you wanted, so, you know, and I think it's kind of, there's layers to it. I think they're kind of mocking us in a way, but it's also making him seem like an asshole, but he's not full on heel turning. So, yeah, I, I dig it. I dig it. Is the finals obvious? Yes. Yes. Hangman versus Kenny. Super dupes are obvious. Um, I was under the impression that the finals was going to be on TNT and the winner was going to get a title shot at full gear. It wasn't until Scott pointed out to me that the finals is at full gear. Mm-hmm. And even then, I think it's too much of a red herring. We're going to go through the rest of the card for full gear in a couple of weeks, but it's pretty stacked. You're already getting a match that's four years in the making. Uh, for the tag titles, you're getting a, a, a match that 
15 Seconds of Fame took Eddie Kingston from just a one-night-only talent to contracted, signed, main event title match of one of their big pay-per-views of the year mm. with Eddie and Moxley. Yeah. I'm going to sound weird saying this, but there's enough meat on that bone that you don't have to pull the trigger now with Kenny and Hangman. I've got Kenny costing Hangman his match. What? And then at the pay-per-view, I have Hangman costing Kenny the finals. What? And then the story keeps going. Okay. Yeah. Honestly? So you, you honestly Wardlow? Listen, listen honestly, Wardlow. Let me finish. Okay. Honestly, you don't need any more fucking toppings on that pizza. It's edible, it's delicious, it's ready to go. Okay. You could I was thinking Here's my, here's my train of thought. It's about to leave the station. That we were opening the pay-per-view with Kenny versus Hangman. And the finals of the tournament was Big Monster Wardlow versus Babyface Phoenix for number one contender. Mm-hmm. Kingston sold so well on the promo that, oh man, I don't mind if either Panther or Phoenix win the belt if I have to defend against him. It's family. I, it would be my honor to defend yes. against them. Yes. And typical sports entertainment fashion, Mick Foley never said I quit to The Rock in that match. He recorded a promo and he said the words, I quit. What did John Moxley say on his promo last night? He did say the words. What words did he say? You did, you, was it? Um, You, I didn't quit or something along those lines, but he did say the words. He said the words, I "I quit. So bet they're going to play that over the speaker and the ref is going to take that as an actual call from Moxley. That's how Kingston wins the belt. Yep. Oh, that's going to be some bullshit. <laughs> hey, but that'll protect yeah. Moxley in a loss. Yeah. And you can keep that. Dude, after last night, I want two more months of Moxley Kingston. And, that, and already, spoiler alert, I'm not going to be looking forward to Out the, of frame. Get back in frame. I am not looking forward <laughs> to the actual match because it's going to be typical John Moxley, hardcore CZW deathmatch bullshit. Boom. But the story leading up to it is fucking platinum, bro. Yep. I want two more months of those two on the mic. Have you, so, have you seen the um, Being the Elite? Not this last one. Well, they throughout this uh, past month, they've been focusing on Eddie Kingston. About mm. promos. Oh, he did the promo to the Apple yes. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and he did a promo to the Skittles bag too. Oh lord! And like literally, everybody you see, uh, people do like a circle around. It's him. like he's promo doing, class. He's doing the promo, and they're like, "Damn, we don't know how 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 he does it." And yeah. with the promo last night, it's like, "Oh shit, yeah, yeah." He he knows you, how. I, to get I will you. send you the link to that okay. episode where okay. he like, he's like, "Here's this apple. Cut a promo on this apple." And you want to see that apple yeah. get the come up in? Yeah. <laughs> so so Chris, Daniel Price, what's up, Daniel? In the live chat, has a question for you. But how are you going to eat that pizza when you sold your stomach to get tickets? <laughs> <laughs> You're running out of organs, bro. <laughs> So is this the part of the show where I tell you that during Veterans Day week, I'm actually on vacation. I'll be driving to Telluride, Colorado for a couple of days. Then I'll be driving to Denver for a couple of days. I'll probably hit up Pikes Peak on the way back uh, and then come back down for a week. Well, is, is there a show or something? Or no, no, just just because I can. Just, just, okay. yeah, just because well, I have the time go. off. Yeah. You know, and I still have a couple of extra organs yes. <laughs> that are on the black market. He still has his you know? spleen. Yeah. <laughs> yes, spleen. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Good Lord. So would you rather see as the finals Omega Page, Omega Wardlow, or Hangman Phoenix, or Phoenix Wardlow? I, 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 I'm going to go with the obvious. Of course. Kenny Omega and, uh, and Hangman. Because uh, that's, that's a one that's being built up that needs to blow. Um, but if I don't get that, I kind of like the idea of Wardlow versus Phoenix. I agree with that. Yeah. It's like the way, even right now, the way you sold it is like, you know what, that, that makes a lot of sense. You don't blow off the steam of, okay, obviously we already know that Kenny or, or, or Paige are going to be the next contenders. Save that for when there's an audience. Yeah. Not, not just that. Yeah. You're already giving away, spoiler alert, you're already giving away FTR versus the Young Bucks. You can only come so much at one time, bro. You need to breathe. So you can't have, you can't stack your card that high. Save something for revolution. What yes. is it that Big E once said on Twitter? Y'all want to be happy all, all the time? time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it's going to be Omega and Paige. The whole tournament was uh, a long way around to kill TV time. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> but to AEW's credit, every episode of AEW Dynamite, by the time it's over, you have enough. You know enough of what's going to happen next week that you're watching it. True. Yeah. You know, they, they advertised last week these four matches. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm watching these four matches. And now they've already advertised. Next week, there's these two matches. Like, oh, fuck, I'm watching that. Yeah. And then next week, they're advertising whatever the contract signing is and whatever the finals and shit. Huh? And so, so every week, just like Attitude Era, doesn't matter if you're in the mid-card or if you're in the main event or if you're curtain jerking. Every person on that show on the Attitude Era had a story, had relevance, had a following, or had vitriol from the audience. And it feels like right now everybody on AEW has that same role. You know, fucking Britt Baker. Shit. <laughs> that glove for the man of the car. Yeah, yeah, that was dude. funny. That was awesome. Are you watching AEW first or are you watching Halloween Havoc first? Ooh, uh, <laughs> you know what? Just for namesake alone, I'm you watching Halloween Havoc. Havoc. Yeah. Just just because it's Halloween Havoc. While this is a stacked episode of, of AEW, I, I, the, the name hooked me. I'm, I, it's, it's Halloween Havoc. I got to watch Halloween Havoc. I think I'm taking AEW. Okay. <laughs> Omega swerves Phoenix with a broom that has a handle made of churros. <laughs> <laughs> Last night, I wanted to watch NXT first. Okay. But... The site that I used to catch that feed oh, was way. somehow showing AEW. It was listed under NXT, but it was showing AEW. I clicked all four links, and they were still the same show. So I gave up and watched AEW. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that put the feed in but like, there was, yeah, no. But there, as good as AEW was, I'm already accustomed to have that kind of taste of AEW. Mm-hmm. I was pleasantly surprised enough with NXT that for one week, the rub, exactly. I'm going to start with NXT. The second they let me down, <laughs> you're switching that channel. <laughs> so they better start with fucking Rhea Ripley and Reina Gonzalez because oh, that man. probably is the only real thing that I will stop anything that I'm doing to watch. Yeah. They're going to make you wait. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Damn. 
pinch it at the tip. Aye. Shit. Aye. You mentioned it earlier uh, as as we wrapped up, wrap up the show. Did you like the way they just like switched the tag titles from Raw and SmackDown between uh, Private Party? Oh, and now Gordon? we're going to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you already have my opinion. I liked it. <laughs> I said that about 15 minutes yeah. ago. You, Hector, Private Party and New Day switching the titles. It was weird. <laughs> it was weird. It was weird. Why? Because it was actually fucking Street Profits and not Private Party. You're not paying attention, fool. <laughs> Wait, you said Private Party? <laughs> yes, yes you twice. Bitch. Twice, and neither one of you fucks caught it. Oh. Taking applications for a new co-host. I know, right? One reliable, obviously, because Arnold's not here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for Let me, me ask the wife <laughs> Forgets to ask wife Oh man oh, What the fuck happened I don't know <laughs> oh, Hector <laughs> What do you think About the old switcheroo Red and blue <laughs> Again It, it was, was weird. weird It was weird It was just weird I like the rub That uh, uh, Street Profits Got off of it With New Day Actually doing the Catchphrase with him mm-hmm. Yeah You know um, It was odd At least wrestle You know Do something yeah. You know, put them on a pole and you just run to opposite poles and grab them. <laughs> Something, you know. Sometimes the, the fucking easiest thing is the easiest thing. And it makes yeah, sense. I, that's man. why I liked it. It made sense. Yeah, so, that, so does that make Adam Pierce <laughs> the GM? Or what? No, no, he's a WWE official. A ref is an official. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> they mean by that. But, you know, like, I don't know. <sighs> Who enjoyed Dancing with the Stars last night? What? What the fuck are we talking about? Dancing with the Stars? I, no, I, I didn't watch it. Why? How what, what was? You it? sure? Yeah. Jericho and MJF. Oh, here that we was go. Like Red Pack stuff. Yeah, I want to say that was dancing. <laughs> I don't have the melody memorized. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, um, real gangsters do. Yeah, you do. Um. <laughs> Can I can I love and hate this at the same time? I do. Okay. I love it. And I hate it. <laughs> at the same time, I love it because um it was funny, it was clever, uh it was something I, I've never really seen before. MJF and Jericho getting along. It's great. I hate it because um wasn't AEW touting that they were going to be more sports-like and less sports the entertainment? To and WWE. They're not going to do the hokey bullshit and the wins matter and blah, blah, blah. And it was like... Like, like if, if I complained about this and Jericho somehow magically just walks through the door and says, but were you not entertained? I'll be like, yeah, yeah I was. <laughs> I was entertained. Uh, so it's like, I, I want to argue against it, but I, I, I can't... But I, I do want to argue against it. So it's like, I don't know, man. Four first-round tournament matches. A four-way match for number one contender for tag titles. And Britt Baker. Yet fans that really want to nitpick are going to nitpick about five minutes of a two-hour show. Okay. Yeah. And for me, it was the... I, I mean, I love... I, 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 I don't know if it was audible to y'all, but I heard the exact moment when that segment was over where fucking Jim Cornette hit the ground of a heart attack. <laughs> His one boy, MJF, Dunzo. Like, he, he admonished him on Twitter. It's like, I'm not giving anybody any more credit on AEW. <laughs> you know, I fucked it up. 
<laughs> Y'all tend to forget people, people that hate the segment tend to forget, you know, Jericho's got the resume. He's the one fucker on that company that actually was on Dancing with the Stars and made it past the first elimination. Oh, like, he was. This, yeah. this, come on. Like, that's what the whole Fandango thing happened when <laughs> yeah. he faced him in Romania. Yeah. Mm. But for me, it was. <laughs> the stakes were fucking wrong. <laughs> They took, no, they, they were blue. They took them out the wrapper, just dropped them on the plate. <laughs> At least the potatoes were done. Shit. Was it? This is not gonna work. Just like or, uh, Orange Cassidy, and they both yeah. appeared. Like, all right, yeah. But for me, <laughs> it was entertaining because all the rubs, they all the shots they were taking on all the people from AEW. Yeah. But um, what helped it out to be entertaining was the the placement of it. You had all action, 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 action. You, you need, need a break, a buffer. Yep. Yeah. To build up because the following match was that fatal four way tag team match. Yeah, yeah. Which you kind of do need a palate cleansing. Mm-hmm. That was it. So for me, it worked. And it, I was it, it, it. It technically I for people for people that hate it, it technically did its job. Mm-hmm. You just described yeah. it. It's a palate cleanser. If you liked it, great. A little comedy. If you didn't like it, great. Let me turn this off for ten minutes and take a fucking piss. Yeah. So whether you hate it or not, for it ten did. minutes. I've been drinking a lot of water. Lately. Okay. Yeah. But then when it comes to it about the nitpicking about um, being more sports than entertainment, at the end of the, at the end of the day, AEW has done some gimmick matches already. True. When yeah. it comes to the Stadium Stampede, the freaking uh, what uh, loves that loved Stadium Stampede. Dog collar, dog collar. Yeah. The, the one steel with, cage. The one with Orange Cassidy and Jericho. Oh, mimosa mayhem. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Well, that, since we're on that topic. MVP last week was fucking Tony Schiavone. That's oh <laughs> so, yes twofold. Number the one with Brit. Yeah, yeah. The segment with oh, Brit. Oh god, was fucking that was hilarious. getting waxed. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other one, low key, that a lot of people didn't catch was when they announced those four teams. Oh, butcher in the blades, number one. Oh, private parties, the next one. John Silver and Jack Reynolds, yeah, uh, 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 fucking Dark Order. Dark Order, and then he sees it. Fuck the young bucks. Fuck the young. And his yeah. reaction to that yeah. whole thing yeah. like made the entire fucking segment. That was good. God, that damn. was good. Yeah. Um, Randy had to chime in. Who didn't like the musical segment? It put the entertainment in the sports. There you go. <laughs> and then Daniel says, "Me, it was stupid." <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Vince McMahon was out there like this is some good shit? This is a good shit, brother. God damn it, Dal. Oh, wow. Bruce, I want that on Friday. God damn. Get me the Mexican equivalent. <laughs> Grab a leak with the fucking cumbia and shit. Dance. Put Otis in a luchador mask. <laughs> I love that segment I, too. I did. El Gran Gordo. The only, the only disappointment was instead of a ham, Mandy should have rolled up with like two dozen tamales. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> Tacos. Oh, <man>. A whole <laughs> and, fucking trompo. Just slicing it off, man. Just. And, and then the Miz. I called it, you unfaithful whore. You cheating on Otis with his wet back. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Lucha House Party right behind him. Well, when Lucha House Party was out there, they were like, what the hell is this? What's I love that. Made I got the beans. That made it, man. Oh fuck, Lucha House Party looking on like, who the fuck is this bitch? Guy? What you doing this weekend? 
Uh, I don't know. Oh, I no, I do know. Yeah, thank you for the segue that I wasn't expecting. <laughs> Out of the blue. So yes, I was like, I don't know what am I doing. <laughs> you have what? You have plans for me? <laughs> um, no. Um, Very oh, <laughs> this Saturday, DZW is making its triumphant return to Katy, Texas. But we have a uh, a new spot. We're at the Katy Boxing Club, so we're no longer in the Elks, Elks Lodge. But yeah, Katy Boxing Club. So guess- you're not buying tickets. You're buying a membership. To get in, no, you can you buy tickets and get okay. in. It's just that's where it's at this time. You know, okay. Like you don't have to be a boxer. God damn it, Chris! <laughs> now, um, hey, DCW, I'm available. This is something new. It's BYOB. All right, so yeah, okay. I got one person right there. You go. So yeah, come check it out. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to be the ring announcer that night, but uh, I need to double check. I might just be unofficial, and that's it. Um, but yeah, Halloween. So come with uh, your kiddos with their little costumes and whatnot. We'll do a little costume contest. Uh, but yeah, first time DZW has been back since the pandemic, basically since uh, February. I guess was the last show. Mm-hmm. Or was it March? I think it was February. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have um, Justin Bulldog Walker versus Alistair in a anything goes match. So that's gonna be pretty brutal considering the history those two have had. Uh, so it, it's gonna it's gonna get ugly. Um, and yeah, there's gonna be a couple other matches that are. <laughs> so <laughs> we have this match that's. Um, we're going to have a lot of people in this match. I think it's going to be like seven folks. Uh, and it's like, uh, I forget, I, I suck at this. I forget what they're calling it, so I'm trying to look it up. But it was something about the, the bull of the ring, I think it was called. Uh, but we're having, uh, you know, some old, uh, old, returning DZW guys, as well as some of the new fresh blood coming in. And then we have uh, somebody outsider uh, coming in too. So y'all really want to check that out. Uh, but yeah. Uh, this uh, Saturday, this Saturday evening. Saturday, yes. Saturday. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> wrestling, man. Wrestling, 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 wrestling. Club, club, club. Yes. This is this is why. Be I there. <laughs> Free for members, members, members. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, it opens at seven. So make sure you come down. Uh, we got ringside seats, fifteen bucks. Adults, ten. Uh, so, Social yeah. distancing. Social distancing. Wear your mask. Bring all that stuff. You know, here it is. Oh, the Bull of the Ring match. That's what it was called. I'm sorry. I couldn't get that right. But yeah, so we're <laughs> we're excited to be back. So no social uh, distancing in the ring. It's like, yeah, I guess uh, not. Not for them anyway. You know, that's part of being the bull, I guess. One of you gets COVID. Um, <laughs> but no, come check it out. Seriously, uh, it's it's been too long that we haven't been able to have, you know, wrestling here. Uh, Just go Bull Katie. What? Just go boo Abel. Yeah, just that's go. The worth, that's worth the price of an Go admission. boo me. Yes, boo <laughs> me. Uh, and, you know, David Dubron, he's he's now the guy in charge of, like, putting together these matches and booking and all this and that. And uh, from what we hear, our champ, uh, Remedy, he's going to be doing something. Uh, I think he's getting challenged for a title. Uh, so, for the title. So I definitely want to check that out. Come on down, and uh, we'll be happy to see you. It's been too long, too long. Once I see some of your faces, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best to social distance, but I may run up and just give you a big hug or something because I'll just be happy to be back. But yeah, he usually charges for that. Yeah, I told you I'm starting an OnlyFans. <laughs> Two subscribers, but you gotta start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's 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 twenty more dollars than what I had before. 
I will be doing something equally as entertaining this weekend. Oh, shit. My buddy Scott from Scott. You know Scott from Scott. We'll be watching this show. He's started his own podcast on the red couch with Max Power. Uh, Max (laughs) Power is a Simpsons reference for anybody that doesn't know. Oh. Uh, Yeah. I'd sing the song, but it takes too long. Um, (laughs) So one of the episode ideas that I came up with that I kind of dared him on, um, we're going to do a top ten list of the Simpsons Halloween shorts. Um, There's three shorts per episode. There's uh, 30 episodes. (laughs) 31 will be debuting this Sunday. Um, And we will be – throughout the weekend, Scott and I are going to spend 13 hours – Watching every single episode. Oh my god! One to thirty-one. Oh wow! And after thirty-one is when we turn on the camera and press the record on the microphone, and we go off on our top ten. Nice. Yeah. You got to make sure you have that shit actually timed out, man. Because if you take too long going to get food or taking a shit, you're gonna not (laughs) be done watching it when the when the the actual Simpsons episode goes live. You got that ready to go, bro? Yeah, you better. Fuck you! I got it. Well, because this week is Hell Himself. Okay. Yeah, but I'm I'm watching that. Uh, If anybody else is wants any has any interest in the show, we also started a My Virgin Eyes series. I did see that. Uh, thank you very much, sir. Uh, it was us- it was a joke that was supposed to be on me because even Travis back in the Pop Culture Rewind days would give me so much shit because I haven't seen Back to the Future, Ghostbusters, Jurassic Park, oh all the God. old school shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just broke him already. Um, wow. <laughs> so we have a picture with all these franchises in there. Mm-hmm. And when we draw a franchise, we see the first movie and then we put it back in the picture. So that if we draw it again, we watch the second movie, and that's how it keeps going. Mm. The first episode was a movie franchise that Scott has never seen before, and that was Fast and the Furious. He's never seen any of them. Okay. So, so far, Fast and the Furious was new to him. Harry Potter was new to me. Um, Mission Impossible, we just released, was new to him. Uh, Friday the 13th was new to me. That was a disappointment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, our newest episode that we're going to be recording in the next week or so is going to be Conan the Barbarian, which I have never seen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so after that's okay. Conan the Destroyer. And then after that is Conan the Barbarian with Jason Momoa. Because yeah. that came out a couple years ago. Conan 5150. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. eventually <laughs> if we go Friday the 13th, I'm watching Jason X. Oh, uh, yeah. You know? um, Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. But so far, <laughs> oh, other than Friday the 13th. Scott wants to watch the rest of the Fast and the Furious movies, so we might pull that out because he'll watch it on his own. Mm. I'm kind of curious in the Harry Potter stuff after the first one, so I might be watching that on my own. So movies get taken out, movies get put in. The Pauly Shore four-pack is actually in there also. So that's Encino, uh, Man. Encino Man, Son-in-Law, yeah. Biodome, oh, In the sh- Army Now. Oh, no. <laughs> Damn. Oh, Lord. Rambo's in there. I've never seen Rambo. You got any? Rocky's uh, in there. I've never seen Rocky. And Rambo will include the newest one, Last Blood. The mask that, in there. That's, the one that's I, also in the that's, list. Like we're including the, one the newer ones too. I haven't seen yet. Rambo? Yeah, yeah the last one. The last, oh, okay. last Blood. Yeah. So yeah. Are, are the mask in there? No. Jim Carrey's the mask. Uh, no. There's only one. There's two. What about the Friday? Oh, movies? the one with Jamie Kennedy. We yeah. don't. We don't count that. Okay. What about the Friday movies? Uh, they're in there. I've oh, never, yeah. I've I've seen bits and pieces of number one. I might have watched the whole thing, but I don't remember. So if I can't remember it, that counts. And I've never seen the other two. <laughs> if I don't remember, that counts. 
<laughs> yeah. That picture is like 24 franchises deep. He's never seen any of the Disney Cars movies. Okay. None of them. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of more that, that he's never seen that are in there. Uh, I think uh, the Evangelion, the okay. Evangelion uh, series is in there. The new ones that have just been coming out. Um, so there's a lot of weird shit in there. Okay. So Yeah. Are the Gremlin movies in there? Yeah. Okay. I've never seen Gremlins. There's a lot of stuff. Okay. I, I grew up in this. Tremors. Is Tremors in there? I, I would need to put that in there. Put Tremors in there. Yeah. There's as like five, right? There's five Tremors yeah. movies. Yeah. Police yeah. Academy. There's like seven of those. That's in. That's in. That's there. in there. Okay. Hot Tub Time Machine is in there. Oh. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I like this project. This, yeah. this sounds fun. And, and now, and, yeah. that, and now that concept has bled over to where hopefully by the end of the year we're gonna also we're gonna be recording every fucking day. Uh, we're gonna be doing my Virgin Ears. So oh, Rolling Rolling one, right? Or something the like first episode we ever did was a re, was an unboxing of a Metallica's S and M album. We bought the we both bought the deluxe version, so the vinyls, I just the poster, to the second one, all that. Um, and then we gave our we gave our top ten Metallica songs ever on Spotify. You can actually find both our playlists, Scott's oh, cool. and mine, of our our essential Metallica songs. Um, but our Virgin Ears, we basically uh, a couple of weeks ago, Rolling Stone updated their top five hundred albums. So we're going to be going album by album. Oh, shit. Top and bottom do, or bottom top? Uh, top bottom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, okay. we're going to start. To, yeah. We're going right. to be churning shit I'm out for years Rogers. to come. Man, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Man, you're so. going to forget about us soon. Oh, damn. shit. Man. <laughs> we still have to do our end of the year for pop culture. I've still, I've, even through pandemic, I've seen 25 movies. Wow. New movies that are released this year. Cool. Yeah. Damn. And the pandemic now, the movies is so much fun. Because the first show is at one o'clock. It's already been disinfected. There's only five people in there, <laughs> and I'm paying five dollars. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in and out before I catch anything. Nice. I still need to catch the Shia Buff one, the collector. I think. Oh wait, he's playing the uh, Mexican gangster guy. I want to watch that. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of shit going now right now. So yeah, that's that's what I, right. that's that's my weekend. Sounds cool. Yeah. You got any plans for this weekend, Hector? I got Texans Packers game. Oh, oh, yeah, you're going to yeah. it, right? Yeah. yeah. My wife is a Packer fan. I'm a Texan fan. So, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, and she's a Dodgers fan. I know. I, that's why I turned around oh, and make yeah, sure she yeah. wasn't here because the well, Dodgers are losing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh. I think she heard you. I have, I, you know, so, so, 2017, when Harvey struck, Tampa Bay let us use their facilities yes, because yes. the Rangers wouldn't put up with for whatever reason, whatever inconvenience it would be. So, I'm going to Tampa. Dicks. That too. And they have a stadium that's shaped like a fucking grill. So I'm voting for Tampa Bay. So I'm going for Tampa Bay. But if the Dodgers win, I'm, I'm cool with that too. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, Kershaw, you know. Finally. Finally. Got to win. Yeah. 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 The higher the stage, the harder the choke. But yeah. as, long as, the, as long as the team goes wins the four games, then man. Yeah, you know, uh, Charlie Morton. Just, Charlie Morton. I'm going for Friday's game. I'm going for Charlie. Charlie Morton. That's, that's all I, I like to say. We will be back possibly here. I'm not sure if you want us back. You know, a Rosarina, why does he always got like, I just, I, I'm a mad face. That's the thing with him. Like, he has resting bitch face, but it looks like it's not resting. Like, he's just trying to mean mug That's what all he the is, time. Like, goddamn, Rosarina, you're winning. You're winning. Smile. It's not over. Yeah. He'll crack a smile. He'll crack a smile. Yeah. Once they win. No, his smile will be like. <laughs> it's funny. That's because- his smile. It's funny because my wife, we were watching when the Astros were playing when Granky pitched. Yeah. She's like, Granky has a weird face, but he's like funny weird. Like, oh my God. 
Oh, like, you don't understand. <gasps> Granky's like one of those guys that he's kind of like fun to hang around with. Yeah. I showed her a clip about when they're cleaning the mound and Granky just does the Indian style, just looking at them like, oh, so that's how you do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he so does a like, bunch of goofy shit. <laughs> I love I love Granky. Uh, All right. Well, is that a show, guys? Next Texans time? are losing again, right? Right. Oh, yeah, like yeah. it's 2020. Probably so. Probably so. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> When's going to be the next time? Uh, in two weeks, we will be previewing two shows. AEW Full Gear, New Japan's Power Struggle. The Ooh, card for Power okay, Struggle okay. is legit, y'all. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Plus, we'll are, be talking all the bleed over from this episode that we talked about. Are, so. are we coming to the good side of town or are we going back Can to... We? It's good. Milanesa? Right. <laughs> you fucking placing your order, man. This guy. Hey, you, you, you called me out. I fulfilled the wish. They're, they're, yes. You get. He's asking for Milanesa. You know how hard it is to cook Milanesa. Panko or crackers, oh, broken eggs. You get the meat, you dip it in the eggs, and then you dip it in the panko crust, and then you put it in the oil. To it's not that hard, bro. Do you know what you skipped? Beating the meat? Yes, the most important part. <laughs> you would know about beating the meat. That's, you? that's the difference. <laughs> that's what cooking. it sounds like, Hector. This is exactly what it sounds like. It's the yeah. difference of chicken fried steak and milanesa. God damn. This dude, man, it's like, oh, yeah, oh, just beating the meat. Have you ever well, tried you, to well, beat look, don't worry something about into milanesa? It's don't, hard fucking work, dude. Don't worry about him struggling because you're going to be helping him beat the meat because that's the only oh. thing he's good at. Oh. Shine off and then let's get the fuck out of here. Adios, my friends. Keep it classy. Keep it classy. Keep it classy. Yeah. Keep beating it. Beat Keep that meat. Keep beating it. Damn it, you and your third leg. <laughs>